What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. We made it to Friday. Let's go ahead and give everybody a round of applause. Let me scoop my chair over. We made it to Friday in the building. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And that's Shout you. out to the Ten Toes Gang, Ten Toes Up Gang out here. Shout out to the ladies of the Ten Toes Up Gang. We need to get it right. And uh, shout out to the nasty boys in the and building. Appreciate you. everybody for being here. Hey, man, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about George Foreman catching that 11th round fade in the 11th round of his life. Ay, 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 me also moving back at it again with another claim. We're going to talk about the transfer wealth scheme here related to this and uh, why it is dangerous for men out here. It is a very dangerous time, especially if you are a man of means. Then along came two. They got nothing but the jeans. Hey, man, it's very, very tough for you guys, man, out here. We're going to talk about how men treat women, uh, how we need to shift our idea about what's going on here. This is a massive idea shift. And I think men, we talked about men from the 90s, holding men back, setting men up. We're looking at what happens when men from the 70s and 80s and 90s potentially don't cover their tracks. They don't cover their bases. They think they could just do things like it was in the 1990s. And this is another piece of evidence to tell you, man, it ain't the same. And I will under, I want to make you guys understand this. This is a very important point. And I'll reiterate it because people are coming in slowly here today. This is a very important point when it comes to this top, uh, this conversation. Men, you don't know who you're going to be in the future. You do not know who you're going to be in the future. You might think right now as a 20, 30, year old man hey i'll be reckless i'll never be famous nobody will ever take money from me blah 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 you don't know where you're going to be in 40 years you don't know if you're going to be rich you don't know if you're going to hit the lottery you don't know if everything in life's going to work out for you you don't know if you're going to blow up on youtube you don't know see the way you treat people uh back then or today 30 years from now you could be a significant person of status you can have tremendous wealth and then what does that make you? An absolute target. Because now the people who you treated poorly in, in the olden days, right, when you were young, when you didn't have a damn thing, and they, they probably said, well, let that person go. Who cares? All of a sudden, when you come back and they look and they find you and they say, damn, is that Coach Greg Adams right there? He blew up on YouTube, I see. Hmm. Well, perhaps. Perhaps I'm going to make something of this. Mm. Guys, haters are real. Haters are real. People who don't have anything for themselves are real. And they can wait 10, 20, 30 years, wait for you to fatten up that bank account, and then they come back after your ass. And that's you. Shout out to the false alligators. <laughs> All right. Um, shout out to the false alligators here. All right, I know everybody can't watch all of my shows. People are like, hey, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you report on this? I talked about AOC and, and uh, Mr. Stein yesterday. All right, I had a whole series about it. So uh, I, this is why I cover multiple subjects because there's so much to talk about. So today we're going to talk about George Foreman catching that fade late in the eight, 11th round. We're also going to talk about the pros and cons of having a rotation and the onset of the poly lifestyle where America's going poly. America has been poly. Uh, but I always tell you that, but uh, we've been poly, but we're going to be officially poly here probably in another 10 years. All right. I'm in the future, by the way, new, 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 new world order. You know, I come from the year 2030. 
So I already know what's going on here. So we'll be officially on record for being poly going in the future. And that's just the, that's just the half of it, guys. Most of y'all will be rainbow by the end of it. Most of your kids will. They'll be walking around here androgynous looking like Billy Idol. All right, androgyny will be a thing. Poly will be a thing. Rainbow will be a thing. Trans will be these things. That, the reason why they're promoting it now and getting all the safeguards in, um, no, uh, lowering the age of consent will be a thing. The reason why they're getting everything, their ducks in a row now is because they know that that's going to be the future. All right, and so they're getting their ducks in a row. So you guys should be well aware of it. And do not celebrate the age of consent thing, you guys, you pervs out here. It's not going to be for your benefit initially. It's going to be the benefit of the rating rainbow society. So they're going to benefit from it first. And then the, the rest of the people will, will, will catch on later. Believe me, man, I know these things. I'm from the year 2030. I know it's somewhat offensive what I'm talking about. And I know you're like, you're saying this and you're only saying this because no, 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 no. And then by the year 2040, we'll be speaking Mandarin. All right. So <laughs> we'll be speaking full Cantonese at that particular point. We'll be doing whatever customs are over there in China in the building. New, 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 new world order. Anyway. Yeah, somebody said if it benefited men, they wouldn't be about it. So all, all of these things that you're saying, you know, the societal changes, even poly lifestyle, it's not for the benefit of men. This is what we have to understand. People are like, okay, yeah, I'll join poly. That actually is worse for men. It's not for your benefit. First of all, the reason why they're pushing it is not for your benefit. It's against your benefit. But some men are going to benefit, but most men won't. The reason why they're pushing poly is because they're, you'll see later. You'll see later. The reason why they're pushing poly is for women to benefit overwhelmingly. So um, I know we, you know, I've, I've discussed this, that poly is the future. I know you guys are going to say, well, this guy said it first. No, no, no. You heard him say it first. All right, stop with that BS. I've been saying Polly is the future for years. And um, again, when I push these things, people think it's because, oh, I failed with women or men are failing with women. No, I see where it's going. It's crazy. I see where it's going. I see what's going on and I can follow trends and I know patterns of human behavior and I see where it's going. All right, so you guys better hold on to your hats, if you will. Anyway. What are we doing here? Oh, um, we need to acknowledge the people who have contributed to the show first. Dollar Sign CGA Live on the Cash app. Some of you, it's Friday. You just got paid. But uh, yeah, Dollar dollar Sign CGA Live on the Cash app, if you will. Um, That's the quickest way if you don't have a long, lengthy message. If you want to go on PayPal and do a longer, lengthier message, um, you can uh, <laughs> you can do so. And then the link is going to be here at the top of the live chat here in about 15 seconds, if I don't make a mistake. Let me see here. Um, and it's probably going to be, yeah, I think I, I think I typed it in right. And so I'll pin it right here at the top. Um, and somebody, people, people are like, where, where are marriages going and all of this stuff? I mean, marriages are going in the gutter. Will people still get married? Yes. Elites, higher status people will get married. Normies. Um, I mean, poor people will have functional marriages, but they're going to be dysfunctional as hell. They'll break up. I mean, you'll have a significantly higher divorce rate. The birth rate is going to decline because a lot of people are choosing alternative lifestyles. This is where we're going here. And then um, um, anybody that is in somewhere the middle ground, power couples, old ass people trying to marry and procreate, it will be very much of a business proposition. If a woman institutes it, if a woman moves forward with it, hey, I want to marry you. They'll have more money. They'll be making more money. And then they'll say, hey, I want to get married. But the women are going to be very much smart about it. If she's in, a, in an advantage economically, she's not going to 
get bent over. She's not doing it for love. She's kind of doing it for her own reasons. And she'll put in the safeguards and you'll agree to it. If you want to get married, you'll say, okay. And you'll essentially feel how women feel uh, felt in the 80s about signing prenups. You'll be like, damn, I'm going to get screwed over on this. But, you know, that's neither here or there. Uh, so uh, let me acknowledge the people that have come in early with the super chats. And do me a favor, hit the like button. Click that like button. Can I say chink that like button without sounding like a racist? I know I'm an old man. You know what's a problem when you're old? You just sound racist and sexist and misogynist just talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? They change the language on your ass. And everything. every time you open your mouth, you just sound old as hell and racist and misogynist. It's like, what is this old man talking about? He's out like to a like a 19-year-old or a 16-year-old. they like, oh, my God, this guy's offensive. And I'm just talking. I'm like, I'm talking how we used to talk. You can't say that anymore. Man, shut your ass up. Sit down. But that happened to old people when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And one day, I'll tell you a story. All right. One day, one day, I was, I was doing my Good Samaritan. I probably was like, I, I want to say I was like 11, 12 years old. And I saw this old lady pushing one of those buggies down the street. You know, those shopping carts. It was like a little rat ratty ass uh, little steel. She's pushing it down the street. It was an old ass lady, too. She had to be like, I don't know. I was 11, so she probably seemed like 150. But she probably was like 65 back in back in those days. You were old as hell. But anyway, she's pushing it down the thing. She gets to her apartment and she's about to go up the stairs. And I'm like, you know, let me get my white night cape on. Here I come to save the day. Let me be a good little boy. Good little boy scout. I'm going to help her take her groceries to the second floor. I'm like, where's your family? And who let you out of the house? So I'm like, I'll I'll help you. I'll I helped her take the groceries up. I she opened her door. It smelled like kitty litter, mothballs, and old ass, uh, old ass, uh, what do you call them damn things? Not stockings. Yeah, old ass stockings. You know what I'm saying? She had old ass, crusty ass stockings hanging over her shower. Kitty litter, eight kittens pooping everywhere, catnip, mothballs. I was like. <laughs> She had newspapers from the 1960s stacked up to the damn ceiling. I was like. <laughs> she was like, have you ever heard of Gilf Prawn? I was like, ma'am, slow down. <laughs> so I was, yeah, peace days everywhere. It smelled all piss infested. So I was like, oh, my God. All right, I'll help. <laughs> right. Helped her get her groceries to her old 1968 freezer. I was like, oh. And I was like, thank you very much, ma'am. I didn't do it for any money or anything like that. She was like, oh, thank you, you good little colored boy. I was like. Say what? You said, you said what? Put them up. Put your dukes up, ma'am. I'm about to slap the cobwebs off your ass. All right. What the hell? do you? She was like, thank you, you good little colored boy. <laughs> and then she gave me like a quarter. I was like, what? I got money. She put a quarter in my hand, like, here's a quarter. I was like, <laughs> damn. I think I could go get some damn hubba bubba with this. I can't even get no hubba bubba. I gotta get bazooka gum. You know, it start off hard as hell. I was like, what? Put them up, put them up. She was like, <laughs> 
for her, I'm just letting you guys know, for her in her time, that was fair game. We're talking about the mid-80s. You know what I mean? She was a teenager like 40 years ago, so 1940, 1950. She was like, thank you. Thank you, you little colored boy. You good little colored boy. Here you go. Quarter in my hand. Perhaps I'll go to the same store Emmett Till went to to go get some licorice. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Oh, my God. Damn, I said, ma'am, times have changed. I don't really know if you understand. This is out of this is out of line language you're using right now. <laughs> but with that being said, this is how times change on you. That fast, you're trying to be not uh, offensive, and you just say, hey, this is what you are. Aren't you colored? By the way, black folks don't even know who they are. Every week they change y'all name. Y'all black this, y'all FBA that, you African-American, you color, you Negro, you this and that. You be like, yes, massa, yes, massa. Whatever you say my name is, yes, massa. And then when the person be like, well, I ain't really black. Well, what do you mean massa says we're black? <laughs> I'm looking at my skin. I'm like, my shirt is black, but I'm brown from the boogie down. Hey, you know what? They're doing that to the Latino people now. They're like, Latino, I don't think so. Chicano, nah. You know who you are? You're Latinx. New, 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 new world order. And we say so. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to tell you. You are. You're like uh, non-Hispanic black. Nope. Non-Hispanic white. Nope. Hispanic black. Nope. Hispanic white. Nope. Latinx. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, I know some of you normies don't even think it. No, I'm black. Says so the massa. And you a sellout, Uncle Tom. And you know what? You also a shuffling person for your white audience. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Anyway. George Foreman. Oh, no, 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 no. I said I was going to acknowledge the people who already contributed to the day show. All right. Yeah, we're already off the rails. They're already looking at me like with their finger on the button. <laughs> they're like here he goes man damn if you're a youtuber you got to go off the rails like an hour into the show not 15 minutes whether you got their full damn attention they watching your new, ass new, like new, new, new world order i'll put my finger announcement has been paid for by the new world order <laughs> don't get crazy early in the show if you're a youtuber just as a bit of youtuber advice the first seven eight minutes of the show they watching you like say it say something we're gonna <laughs> all right same thing as normies right like normies normies could click in they were like what is this guy talking about they'll watch like 20 minutes and they get in 20 minutes into the show and they're like oh my god this guy's offensive report then i don't they don't get to like the hour and 45 minute mark and be like damn this is despicable behavior <laughs> right <laughs> anyway somebody says i look tired i've had a long week Junior college has been plentiful. I got to have, I got into my damn, I, I got into my flow in Las Vegas. Plus I kicked it with, uh, there's a surprise guest that I clicked, kicked it with. Hung out with um, the Satan Center last night. We chilled and kicked it. We bumped into each other and kicked it and we shared knowledge with each other. So that was last night. The previous night I was up at the junior college on double duty, double booked. So um, I'm going to recover this weekend. 
<laughs> I'm going to recover this weekend. Yeah, man. So it was cool, man. You know, when you when you share a city with with, with somebody like that, you got to get together. You got to get together and share thoughts. But I was double I was double booked on Wednesday. I'm telling you, man. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about that later. Who is this in here? Moose Heffner got 12 PayPal accounts. I got money. I don't know where he's going to email me from. I got to watch it. I'm going to like identify this. Oh, that's Moose Hefner again. How many PayPal's you got, bro? He says, Moose Hefner, coach, can you do a stream on how and when women started the hookup culture that they complain about? We saw when dating died, but how did they create the hookup culture? Yeah, man, I think that hookup culture, I think hookup culture basically followed. I actually talked about that in the stream yesterday. So, um, um, where where it followed, they had available people to them, more available people, and it was kind of like a wake up call for them. They were able to hook up, they were able, actually able to date up and have sex up or have sex with their dream guys easier. So that's when hookup culture instituted. I think it went came crashing down when number one, it got they they monetized themselves, and number two, they got tired of it. They were like, okay, we had our fun. The idea of the idea of, of I've had my fun, now I'm ready to settle down became the post hookup culture anthem so women created and benefited by far from the hookup culture most women did like 60 70 percent of the women who participated in it they benefited a small percentage of men benefited too uh women think all men benefited no i mean it that's when it went off the rails for most men and think about this we make sense of this incel culture came as a result of post hookup culture there was no such thing as an incel until hookup culture. So the, the guys who didn't benefit from hookup culture became the incels. They, they were the ones left out. <laughs> and it was so when women are saying, you virgins and you can't get none and you incels, those were the guys who did not benefit from hookup culture. They could not no longer get a relationship. They no longer could get uh, uh, sex. They no longer could get anything. It was done for them. They were automatically done. And then now it's, I've had my fun. Now I'm ready to settle down. Those were the women who in 2013 got on Instagram and hooked up with every personal trainer they could. For the next five, four or five years, they hooked up, fornicated, got backs blown out, uh, drove hours to go meet people, went and got airline tickets to hook up with whoever the hell they wanted to. And then the celebrities jumped on Instagram and then they were like, well, we're tired of giving away this free peace leave. All you guys want to do is hit. And then the good man. Okay. All right. I fornicated with 80 guys, but now that's you. And that's you. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Jim H. We're exhausted by the, the jerks. This woman basically spills out how it worked. We benefited from hookup culture. We got exhausted by the jerks. And we have no time for them anymore. So now we're looking for men who will be great long-term partners, a.k.a. nice guys and incels. And that's you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh, and I want to clear one thing up again. I, I know, man, we're off the rails. Um, what, what do you call it? Uh, the one thing I want to clear up is a guy who had a cash app, and it was a good cash app, but I meant to reiterate the point, I believe I meant to say. is uh, He says the one thing about pay-for-play culture is that it's illegal, and if it becomes legal, it's a wrap. 
And uh, some people use that as an argument. Well, what you're saying to do essentially is illegal. And go back to what I said. It's all about shifting the paradigm. It's all about shifting the mindset. It's all about shifting and seeing where the pattern's going and seeing where the change is going to go. They're no longer really prosecuting that as a crime anymore. Even the women that are trying to do it, for most of the men, there's really not a prosecution of that, especially in blue cities. Number one, that wasn't for men's benefit. It was for the rainbow community's benefit, but you're going to get a sub-benefit from it. Number two, economically, women are going to be more likely to do it, and they've loosened up the culture related to that. Number three point on that, dating was seen as illegal at one point. Now, this is where you have to really shift your paradigm. You have to shift your thinking because dating used to be an arrestable offense. And I actually brought that up earlier in the stream. See, what's now illegal today will be normal going forward. So courting was normal. Dating was looked at as what the hell. They were arresting people for dating for decades. They were picking up women and men. They were using the man act as still as this person's committing a form of prostitution. It was illegal. <laughs> so think about that. It might be illegal. Like what was illegal 20 years ago in terms of pay for play is not even illegal now. Not like people wouldn't even look at that. They were like, oh, okay, well, you got to do what you got to do. And then 20 years from now, it will be absolutely fair game. But it won't be for your benefit. It will be fair game, but it will be just like, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. All right, anyway, somebody says, Coach, men are catching on. You are a prophet. I'm not a prophet. I'm from the year 2030 off here, <laughs> right? I've already been here. I've lived the life that you lived. I'm in the year 2030, or at least my damn. This is my hologram. I already know what happened. I see where society's going. But the economy will dictate if pay-for-play is going to be uh, looked at as something that's still nasty, criminal. The economy right now. We're Venezuela 2.0 at any day now. They're like, well, you know what? Well, we can't stop them. What are we going to do? Catch them all? <laughs> They're on the internet. Women are on the internet saying they got flown in. Think about that for one second. I want you to think about that one second. There's women on the internet saying, yep, I got flown in. What do you think they got flown in for? To play patty cake, chest, number one. There's women on the internet that are selling themselves and it's in secular culture. Like even the normies see it. Like you're scrolling through Instagram. You, you're seeing them do it and you don't say nothing. I want you to think about that. That's going to be even more prevalent going forward. They're literally going booking information in my bio. You're like, well, well she's selling herself. Well, anyway, only fans seeking. Come on, man. Y'all better catch up. <laughs> Y'all better catch up. It's more, it's pretty much a part of society. It's intertwined, intertwined in what we do on a daily basis. So, Get ready. I know it's going to be tough for people to really catch on. And you old people, shout out to Sizzo in the building, sipping on some Sizzo. Pause. He says, it's the free agent lifestyle Friday. I got money. I got money. He says, I'm at my Steve Yobbs today. He says, so I'll catch the replay. George should have uh, went to, he says, George should have went three, the junior college. I think you meant two. <laughs> shout out to Sizzo. He says, George should have went to the junior college. He says, uh, shout out to the coach and the gang. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. He should have went to the junior college, not three. But I love that. 
I make mistakes too. So that's why we highlight that. SAU is in the building. What did you have to say? Uh-oh, they didn't shut my internet off. He says, morning coach, I'm ready to learn some masculine frame and some game to snatch my soul. All right, the love of my life. Yeah, man, shout out to them. Boy, if you're a guy and you're a hopeless romantic, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. You're going to have to settle. <laughs> if you're a hopeless romantic dude, you're going to have to settle and you're going to get freaking ran over in the future, in the near future. Rant over. You're going to more likely accept your girlfriend and wait till I get to this. You're going to more likely have to accept your girlfriend in a poly relationship going forward. And you guys are going to be like, no, nah, not just wait. Old people, when I talk about the future, you people that are 40 years old, you're not, I'm not even talking about you, especially the 40 year old women. You're not even going to be in the damn equation in 15 years. So please get that straight. You'd be like, not me. I'm not that type of woman. You're going to be 65 in the future. By the time this is normal, you'll be 65. Still talking about you want to be spoiled. Then I'll look at you and, and I'll figure out that you're having dinner with your dog. All right, come on. I want you to get it right now. You're not even the, you're not even the, like when you, when they do demographic studies, they won't even sample your damn test sample. Cheers. You're You gonna have some? Okay, tuck in, eat. You won't even be, they'll be like, women 14 to 55, you're not even gonna be in the group. <laughs> All right, stop it. I'm just letting people know. I'm just giving you a reality because there's gonna be like, not me, ting, you know, the little nail. Not me, not me. Yeah, not you. You're not even, you're going to be damn near thinking about nursing home. So let's put it all in perspective. All right. Meanwhile, you know what I'm going to be doing. I got money. <laughs> Pro Mansplainer says, hold on to your hats. Hold on to your Jimmy hats. Coach Adamas, do you see a condom shortage in an unavailable unavailability in our future? Condom shortage. <sighs> Did I give you the statistics of people who use condoms? It's dismal. Like the people who use condoms was so low. I don't even think people will even. Let's just be real. Can we be real for a second? <laughs> I got to get to this. Can we be real for a second? Y'all don't use Jimmy hats. Would y'all stop lying? I know this is I, I tell the truth over here. I, I'm not going to be like always strap up and you'll be an idiot if you don't. Y'all not using no condoms. Y'all not. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying y'all don't. You people. It's a well-known fact. You might use it the first one or two times with a person. The first one. I showed you the statistics. I showed you the statistics. It was like 37% of people that are not in relationships use condoms. I even showed you the amount of people who use condoms that have a partner or are married. And you're like, what do you mean use condoms when you're married? Well, the people, the amount of people who are married that have affairs are high. And then they showed you the amount of people who are married and have affairs, how many of them use condoms? And it was low. It was low. It was like still like 27%, 37%. It wasn't even above 50% of okay, condoms. So sad to say, sad to say, 
there's no there's no disease out here that scary. Y'all was scared of more standing in line next to someone that wasn't six feet away from you rather than strapping up raw dogs. The same people that were scared and wearing masks from catching the, the C-19 was going raw dog with strangers off the internet. Put that in perspective. And do not lie to me. You don't have to lie to kick it. They was like, <clears throat> did you cough? Oh, my God. Now nah, you don't need no condom. Go ahead and enter. There's really no disease anymore that that not sexually transmitted that um, that people are scared of anymore. Like herpes. Yeah, you know, you don't want to get that one. But uh, the even that one is not a death sentence. When we grew up in my age group. In my age, in, in my age group, you actually were like scared to death to go raw doggy. Like you were like <laughs> you were like the monkey. Back. You were scared to death. You was looking like, oh, my God, it's about to happen. Lord have mercy. You put the whole condom on your head like this. And you put it, you jump in feast first. You're like, let me go in and feet first. Somebody said monkey pox. I don't think people would. I don't even think that is scary because we already know who giving out the monkey pox. It's not. Well, let me say something. I got to be careful with that one. But actually, the data even proves it. Not many hetero people are transmitting that. It, it probably is a small percentage, but you ain't going to die. Like when we were grew up, when we grew up, you literally would be like, well, you could die from this. <laughs> but that's all gone now. So I'm telling you. The percentage is low of usage. And so is there going to be a shortage? I don't think so. There'll be plenty. Go to any store. There'll be plenty of them. Y'all not even y'all not even scared to get people pregnant no more. You'd be like, just terminate it like you terminated the previous five. Aren't you going to terminate that one, too? She'd be like, I'm keeping this one. What? All right. It's despicable. She'll she'll have the baby. She'll be like, I'll terminate it. This is where the world's going. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling this as kind of jokes, but it's the reality of the situation. It's just sad. Yeah, they got plan B now, so you ain't even afraid to go all up inside and shoot up the club. You go shoot up the club, you be like, I'll be back. Where are you going? I'm going to Rite Aid real quick. You come back with your $50 tab. You're like, go ahead and swallow this real quick. Mm-hmm. Hey, thank you very much. You be like, all right, so... What a world to live in. What a world to live in. It's it's the world we're in right now. It's so sad. Did I get these guys on PayPal? Already cutting up in the stream. We do have, uh, let me do two more. I guess, you know, I'm far behind. Uh, Mr. Harley says, um, morning coach, have you thought about a having a minimum super chat for important streams? Aaron Clary does that sometimes. Um, yeah, you know, at some particular point. I, it's a little bit difficult now. Uh, because we're not having super chats available, so it would be easier if it's on the screen and you can see the colors and you'd be like, "All right, nothing below this." Uh, Fresh and Fit does something similar, um, and then I try not to see when some people donate; they be donating way low. I don't even read theirs. I just thank you for the donation because it ain't fair. Shout out to Marquise in the building. He says, "Coach, you be doing too much shuffling, Sean." He says, "If you ever." If I ever catch you on Martin Luther King Boulevard, Sean, I'm pulling out the hammer on you, Sean. Salute. Mm. Yeah, I can't go back. I can't go back to some hoods. All right, they be looking at me. You know how to do looking at you with the toothpick. He'd be like, there go that ninja right there. All 
All right, go get him. All right, go get him, Sean. We got something for him, man. Pull out the jammy. All right. Um, shout out to everybody on the cash app. Let me just get through them. Rico's says, Coach, you had me rolling with the picnic story. I only yo, I bring the pain. Picnic. Picnic sounds like sniggling, right? <laughs> picnic sounds too close to something that I don't want to be. You want to go to the picnic. You're invited to the picnic. All right, no, 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 I ain't going to no picnic. Roberts, Robert says, thank you for everything, coach. Indeed. Shout out to Hank says, 304 for show. Some of these ladies here of the night that George Foreman's dealing with, 304 for show. Warhammer says, she likes, she likes no other, baby. I'm yours. She's yours. She's like no other. Last one, Albert Ingram says, best live is when you did the chess pieces to marriage. Oh, man, damn. Boy, that one, go. I got to read. I got to find that one again. I got to find that one again. We There's some instant classics out here. All right, let's get let's get to the show. Let's get to George Foreman right here. George Foreman gets his asterisk. I hope I spelled that right. Allegedly, two white women are claiming that he sexually abused uh, them all the way back from the 1970s. All right, so we're going back to the 1970s. Pimp and Matt game. All right, one thing that I have to tell you that these they get, you know, I, I, I don't want to keep making fun of the 80s and the 90s guys, but this is kind of another thing that that gives you an indication that times are changing, man. Times are changing. I know a lot of these guys are say, oh, Negro, that ain't going to happen to you. No, that ain't nothing. You know what I mean? And you don't know. Maybe it won't happen to you. But what if it does? And you can't say it won't because we're seeing it happen. You know, they're like, you got to dominate these three or four. You got to hold masculine frame. You got to tell them this and do that. And you got to put them down and build, break them down to build them up. Those those days are changing. And if you want to keep using this ideology, one day you're going to find yourself old as hell. And then you're going to find yourself successful. And then all of a sudden, the, the chickens are going to come home to roost. All right. You're preparing. How you're dealing with women today is you're preparing for your future. All right. What can you protect in your future? Because if you don't and you are out here being reckless and you become someone someday, then the money's on the line because this is a massive transfer of wealth scheme that is going on. They're not allowing men to die with their own money and determine where their money is going. This has happened. It started with no fault divorce. And here we are with the hashtag me also movement. You're going to die and they're going to take your money. I got money. You. All right. They're going to take your money. They let you die and say, I want my money distributed over here and there. All right. Look at Bill in the middle in the gates. She took her port part. Jeff Bezos and his situation, they took her, I mean, she took her part, even though it didn't affect him, but she took her part. They're like, hey, man, we remember when they used to say the future is female? This is another indication of what they meant. We thought they meant that they were going to take over the corporate world. No. <laughs> They're not taking over the corporate world. They're not just going to outwork us and outperform us and outdutify us and outprovide us. They're just going to strip you of what you earned. This is another example of that. Now, with that being said, did men behave badly with women in the past? Yes, I'm sure they did. That probably goes without saying. But we should say it because there's some women in here. You guys were doing this and that. Probably. Were there celebrity men take uh, that had great access to women, a.k.a. at the Playboy Bunny Ranch or at the, you know, the Playboy uh, Mansion and all that stuff? Did they take did they take these young women who put themselves out there at 18, 19 and 20? And they did they did they take them? Did they buy them and all these things? Yes, that all went down. These women as an adult agreed to do so. 
But those times there was no video phone. There were no text messages. There were no aftercare. These guys basically just skeeted on them and then walked away and didn't even give them a damn napkin to wipe off. I'm sure. And so these young girls probably had to demoralize themselves and um, then play the victim when they were 70 years old and thought about what they actually did with themselves. Some of these women put themselves in a position. For, they're doing this today, but they put themselves in a position to try to, try to capitalize off of their, their associations with these men, celebrities, athletes. But when they got no benefit, and they're sitting there eating dinner with their dog at 55 years old. They're thinking back and going, damn, that was despicable how they treated me. And now they have to find that man and take advantage. of. This. So now you got George Foreman. He gets his asterisk. And uh, when I say his asterisk, I say all black men, almost all black men will get their asterisk at some particular point. George Foreman getting the Jack Johnson treatment right now in the year 2022. So if you guys think times have changed, it has not. So, um, again, he's getting essentially R. Kelly got his asterisk, although he earned his asterisk. But uh, all black athletes and celebrities will get their asterisk. There are very few that do not. Some of them start off with an asterisk or they put, and then they somehow either sell their soul or they actually recover from their asterisk. Okay. But George Foreman gets his asterisk. He was the doll. He was the darling of the media. He was the good old man. He was the good old boy. He was the American boy. But now they found a way to give him his asterisk. If Martin Luther King was alive right now, he'd get a fat asterisk. All right. He, he'd be out here because, you know, Martin Luther King was out, he out here wild. All right. All right. The pro blacks looking at me like, come on, coach, you don't have to do this. But the documents are there. Martin Luther King was a wild boy. But Martin Luther King looking down at me in heaven like this, bro, bro. Leave my name out of this mess. But I said this a long time ago. I said Martin Luther King would get a fat asterisk. I was like, he'd probably be in jail right now. But with, with where direction of life is going right now, it would have been a rap ski for him. All right. But luckily, he ain't here to talk about it. They'll probably give him an asterisk. They'll probably give him an asterisk even without him being alive. I mean, you don't even have to be alive to catch an asterisk. They, they meet two when people in the grave. So. There's going to be a time, unfortunately, <laughs> and I'm not leading the parade. There's going to be a time that MLK catch an asterisk. All right. And they're going to be like, we need to take his holiday. I'm from the year 2030. I'm from the year 2030. Do not be surprised, bro. Do not be surprised. They were like, good. We need an extra week of the damn post office not being closed. Let's get rid of that ish. Somebody said I'm next. I'm next. So I'm just telling you, they've already tested the market throwing that theory out there. He wasn't a good man. And he was a member that, uh, what was that girl's name? I can't remember her name. They were like, he wasn't a good man. He did that. And some of these people aren't even FBA. They ain't even black, like full black American. They coming from other countries uh, claiming to be African-American. They steal the culture and lifestyle of African-American. And then they tear around, they tear down the so-called African-American culture. Okay. Uh, that's just kind of. Yeah, B. Simone, what's her name? B. Simone. So uh, let's go ahead and read the story here. Um, and what you guys have to understand about dealing with American women going forward. I know you guys want to run game on them and manipulate them. I say, and I will continue to say, those days are over unless you're a Pookie or a Ray Ray. If you want to be Pookadook and Ray Ray and little man man and all them, you're going to be good. 
Go manipulate women and go hide in your cave and you'll die alone in a nursing home. Yes, you. You might be living it up now. Yes, you'll be doing good in your 40s, still manipulating. By the time you're 60, you'll be walking up to white women in Hooters talking about, I'm a horny old man and you got some big titties. All right, that's going to be you. You're going to look pathetic. By that, by that time, you'll have a coronary. You'll have high blood pressure, hypertension. You'll have diabetes. You'll be 70 wino on the corner. They'll scoop your ass up. You'll die alone in a nursing home. Ray Ray. All right. And have at it. You'll be telling war stories about how you were a pimp, a Mac, or Macaroni Tony. They used to call me Macaroni Tony back in the day. I had all the hoes. You'll be telling old war stories about how you used to pump up women, and you'll be a 70-year-old guy. It'll look absolutely pathetic. <laughs> I used to get all the girls back in the day. I used to have them. My body count is 2,568. Congratulations. You're, you're going to die. All right right now with no family around no friends no nothing now back to the story ray ray and you'll have no money no nothing you'll only be have medicare and the nurses won't even get let you feel the booty all right so anyway and arthritis and you'll have a bunion Anyway, with the wave cap on, hospital gown. Yeah, shout out to you guys. You did so well in your 20s, 30s, and 40s. Now what? Mm. Where are we at? There we go here. I told you I don't just go hard on the women. I give the men a little bit. All right, I, I let the men know where their place is in this world. I followed the top game guys. They were married for 30 years. They told me to be a pimp and a Mac all the way up until age 70. Congratulations, son. You played yourself. All right, George Foreman. Here it is right here. George Foreman faces actual abuse lawsuit, says it, it's an extortion attempt. George Foreman, who is the two-time heavyweight champion of the world, he has a boxing record of what? 76 and five. That's very impressive. And it says two women, and these are white women, according to the reports. He's getting that Jack Johnson treatment. Um, they're accusing the former heavyweight boxing champion, George Foreman, of abuse that allegedly took place in the 1970s, son. 1970. Man, who was alive here listening to me? In the, and you were alive in the 70s. Do you remember the 70s? You remember how much cocaine people did in the 70s? Like, cocaine was like, that's another one of those things. Cocaine wasn't even illegal. They was like, just have a couple of toots. Then they finally had to realize why well, everybody coked out and just ruined their lives. Uh, no, no doubt that these women were out there partying like crazy. They called it partying. Now they out here talking about, well, I'm going to blame it on the alcohol. They used to call it booger sugar. Just disgusting, man. Now we're gotta go, Now we got to frame it as these were two sober people and he just piped them down and left them. Remember Elvira came out, Wilt Chamberlain took advantage of me in the closet. Were you on drugs? I guarantee you, you were on drugs. I guarantee, how did you get to, how did you get in the closet with Wilt Chamberlain? You know what I mean? Like, hey ladies, have you ever just been chilling and you were like, how did I end up in the closet with Michael Jordan? I was chilling at a party. We were kicking it. I was completely sober. Then I was in the closet with Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like the best part, the most popular person on the planet I happened to be in a closet with him. How did you get there? 
like you took some steps in life to get to that particular point you want to describe. But no, we can't discuss it because that's not discussable. Well, I don't really remember, and I don't remember the date. She pulling the whole, she's pulling the whole, uh, what was that lady name in the, the Supreme Court guy? The Supreme Court guy came out with a calendar. Uh, I don't think so. Well, I don't remember the date, the time. I don't know who was there. It was just me and him. It was dark. I don't remember what clothes I had on. I don't remember what car I drove. I don't remember how I got there, but it happened. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Christine Blazy Ford. And Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, you know, come on. I mean, you got to believe me. It happened. Why would I lie? I mean, besides the $300 million George Foreman has as a net worth, why would I lie? He's only worth $300 million. They'd be like, what about the time CGA had your legs pent up all back by the by the uh, side of your ears? What about when that broke dude took some of that peace leave? Uh, you want to bring him in for a trial? Nope. Nah, only George Foreman. He's worth $300 million and I want some of that. Let's go ahead and read some of the article. This is crazy, man. You can't even describe it. It says, Foreman vehemently denies the claim. It says the women are attempting to extort him for millions. There it is. And he's uh, Foreman, 73 years old, responded to the allegations in a statement to the New York Post. Quote, over the past six months, two women have been trying to extort millions of dollars, each from me and my family. They are fa falsely claiming that I abused them sexually um, over 45 years ago in the 1970s. I adamantly and categorically denied these false alligators. Per TMZ, within the next few days, a lawsuit will be slapped and he'll be process served. And they'll file it against Foreman in Los Angeles. This is a lawsuit, not a criminal charge. We're going to discuss that in a minute. The false alligator victims here. Each reportedly have fathers who had close friendships and relationships with George Foreman. So in this instance, what I believe is this. And it says the women per TMZ are seeking $12.5 million each from George Foreman. They have a class action 304 lawsuit. <laughs> We're going to put a class action lawsuit for $12.5 million of damages. They began what Foreman called an extortion attempt in January of this year. What happened in January? Gas prices went up. They age went up. Seeking arrangement went up. They was like, I want to be spoiled. Nope, you can't be spoiled. They're like, all right, we'll sue somebody who's famous who we fornicated with. <laughs> in his statement says, quote, the uh, Foreman added, the pride that I take in my reputation means as much to me as my sports accomplishments. And I will not be intimidated by baseless threats or lies i am and always will be guided by my faith and trust in god uh oh he bringing in the lord questionable mm. yeah when you start bringing in the lord and whatnot mm, i can't believe it i will work with my lawyers to fully this is where you guys have to pay attention now this is where you guys have to pay attention because you're like he'll just fight it off he'll be good he's gonna lose probably 25 million dollars fighting these women he gonna lose five million fighting these women off and what he'll do is he'll settle oh he'll settle he'll settle and these women will get probably 2.5 million dollars each and that's 2.5 million dollars extra that they got in a fat pocket but it's okay i will work with my lord this will all go away and they'll take the money 
And this will happen. This is the end result of feminism. This is it. These girls end up lonely. I always tell you, the last 40 years of women's lives look something like this. They'll be talking about the peace leave they gave somebody 48 years ago. And then they'll twist it and turn it. Guys, they, they go back. I'm telling you, there'll be a woman to come back. They gave you some peace leave five years ago, and they'll be asking something for free from you. Remember that time I slept with you? You're like, I ain't got no juices on my whistle. Yeah, but I slept with you about five years ago, so you have to do this. And you're like, no, I don't. Well, if you don't do it, I'm going to let everybody know you did this and you cheated on your wife and you did this and you took it. And I wasn't there. I was drunk and I was manipulated. I was passed out. You're like, oh, 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 oh okay. What is it that you want, really? Mm. Oh, man, this is kind of a pathetic story right here. And he says, I work with my lawyer to fully and truthfully expose my accuser's scheme and defend myself in court. No, you won't. You're going to pay them. That's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to pay them to go away. It's going to be much easier to pay them. He says, I don't pick fights, but I don't run away from them either. Nope, you're going to find out what the court's like, and you're going to pay them. So, so sit your ass down, George. All right, I know you want to defend your reputation. Go ahead and get the asterisk. Get that asterisk and keep it moving, bro. You're going to pay them. Guys, let's go back to what Coach Greg Adams tells you. And let me just say this. He probably had sex with these women. This is just a, this is, this is all what I'm alleging. Of course, according to these young women, they said their, the fathers were probably closely linked to George Foreman. When he got a deal with the George Foreman grill, the white guy came up. Hi, how you doing? This is my daughter, Susie. He's looking at daughter Susie like, mm, how many more years till you're legal? Susie kept going around sitting on his lap. Hi, Uncle George. By the time she was legal, George said, hey, Susie, you know, this is all alleged. I'm kind of creating the scenario. And then Susie said, hey, why not? You know what I mean? This is the type of stuff that happens. So I'm sure it's something like that. I'm not going to say he didn't do it. I'm saying it was a scenario, something like that. And it probably happened because, guys, you're an athlete. Athletes should be paying attention to this. If you're an athlete today, this could be you in 30 years. So what I'm saying is somebody gave it up easily to you. But what do I tell you? You always will have to pay. I keep telling you guys, you're going to pay before, during, or after. More likely than not. More likely than not. You're going to pay after way more than what you would have paid before. Somebody said, sorry, Coach Johnny Depp changed the game. Nope. No, he did not. No, he did not. Amber Heard's still running around here playing a victim. Amber Heard's still running around here. She didn't pay nothing. Johnny Depp ain't changed a damn thing. All right. All he did was pay money to expose a narcissist. But at the end of the day, George Foreman going to have to pay $5 million to defend himself. And if you want to go ahead and fight that, he can fight that if he wants. But he going to pay. He going to pay the lawyers or pay her. Now, just think about this. Did is George Foreman going to come out of this unscathed? Oh, look at look at what Johnny Depp did to Amber Heard. I'm not going to pay a dime. No, he's not. He's going to pay. He's going to pay the lawyers. He's going to pay the court system. He's going to pay the media to bury the story. Or he's going to pay these 304s out. He ain't coming out of this unscathed. He's going to cut a check. All right. And so let's think about this. Let's think about this. 
he's going to cut a check for a sexual relationship that was consensual. They're not saying that. I don't believe they're saying it was non-consensual. I believe that, I, or maybe they are. I, I'm not sure what they're saying. But they're going to use the civil system. People will be getting paid. People will be getting paid. Uh, and don't let them get that damn Gloria Allred on the damn story. If Gloria Allred is on the uh, case, he's done. He's going to pay an X up. He's going to lose $30 million on this one. If Gloria Allred picks these girls up, because I don't know if you guys know, Gloria Allred is the one behind all of these stories. Nine times out of ten, when you hear a story like this, Gloria Allred is behind it. It's her mission to... This is her this is her lane. It's her mission to destroy any man that has any remaining money in their bank account. <laughs> right. They Gloria already looking at net worth. She finding women. The women call her up. George Foreman, Gloria already types his name in. 300 million, I'm on the case. If Gloria already picks these women up in this case cuz they said the lawsuit's going to be filed Friday uh or next week in Los Angeles. If Gloria already files the case, George Foreman paying. I don't care what Johnny Depp did to Amber Heard. He gonna pay. Guys, you're either gonna pay before or after. When you pay after, if you get it up front, when you pay after, it's way more expensive. <laughs> it's way more expensive. And George Foreman is about to pay. So, sad story. It's, it's sad to see him uh, go out this way, but this is another lesson, in my opinion, for men, you pay before or after. There's no such thing as free, especially if you become someone uh, afterwards. So what's the story here? Aftercare. So in modern times, you can do aftercare um, because back in the day, I have to say, you know, men could, uh, guys, men used to do women dirty. You know, we're paying for the sins of our forefathers right now. You know, Thomas Jefferson had a little whole little slave family back in the damn, you know what I'm saying? Dom, Thomas Jefferson had his wife. Hi, honey. But there's nothing you can do. Sally's outside waiting for me. All right. And 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 the wife's looking at Thomas Jefferson. You know, he, she's catching the vapors. He's going out there clapping Sally's cheeks. The damn little Sally Hemings kids. They all out there, the servants. How may I help you all in the house? Dudes did that all the way up to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Had to watch him. What was her name? Had the Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife had to watch. The whole damn kid grow up all in the house, bro. <laughs> What's her name? Marie Shriver, who wasn't giving Arnold any sex, but Marie Shriver had to take that L watching Arnold Schwarzenegger's love child with his nanny grow up right beside, right beside her son. And they were the same age. They were apart by months. And Maria Shriver looking like, I know that's your kid, but I don't have to say, like, I can't say nothing. Like, we just sucked it up. We dealt with it in private. And every day, the kid comes in from the maid's quarter, grabbing food off your counter. And Maria Shriver looking like, God dang, bro. She had to watch Arnold. I'm going to go see. I'm going to go cut the grass. Marie Shriver like, you're going to go cut the grass? Doesn't the help do that? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be gone for about an hour. He goes to the maid quarters. Goes in there with the maid. Comes back, jumps in the shower. Maria's like, where'd you go? I was worked up a sweat outside. I just have to clean up. 
she's sitting there like, damn. 10 years later, the kid coming in, getting all the benefits. Oh, the kid, the maid's kid's going to the private school. Marie Shriver like, uh, why are they going to the same? Why are you paying all this? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like back in the day, our, you know, we're paying for the sins of our fathers. Now, many of us can't even get away with this stuff anymore. The way things are going. So what you guys have to do. What you guys have to do is you guys have to follow this. The whole dominate women. Yes, you can dominate them in the bedroom. Um, In the bedroom. Women love to be dominated in the bedroom. But outside of that, y'all better aftercare the hell out of them. You can no longer kick them in the booty and talk about them and expose them and call them nasty 304s. I mean, because they be nasty out here. They want to be nasty. They actually, society lets them be nasty. But you can't just be like, oh, you skank, you nasty woman. I can't believe you did that. I'm going to tell the whole world. I'm going to expose you, you nasty. You can't do that no more. Just enjoy them. And then afterwards, aftercare. What do you what does aftercare mean? <laughs> aftercare doesn't mean you simp. Aftercare means I gotta make sure she gets home safely. I gotta make sure I got consent. I gotta make sure she says afterwards, I had a wonderful time. I see you next week. <laughs> you know, you gotta make sure you get those things in sequence. And then you keep the receipts. You can no longer be like, take your own cab home and I ain't calling shit and get your own way home and walk down the street by yourself. And you sit back on your pillow with your feet up while she's walking down the middle of Washington, D.C. by herself at two in the morning during the damn walk of shame with her hair all messed up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now you ain't spending the night. Get your stuff, dress yourself up and leave right now. No, you can't do that. You better be like, oh, did you have a good time? I had a good time, too. Walk her ass to the door. Walk her downstairs. Hey, man, make sure she jump in the Uber. You in your Uber. Your car started. Text me when you get home. Text me when you get home. I had a fantastic time. Oh, you had a fantastic time? Thank you very much. I had a fantastic time, too. Maybe we'll see each other soon. I can't wait to see you next week. Good. Screenshot. Then you can do whatever the hell you want. You can ignore her, ghost her, do whatever you want. Then when she starts talking that ish, you'd be like, well, I didn't take nothing from her. Or pay her. I'm going to let you guys know, if she takes money from any of these interactions, highly unlikely she goes to the police. Because then she's going to have to unravel a very interesting story. She goes to the police. He took the peace leave. Describe what happened. Well, what happened was he met me. He had the nerve to put three bowls of jasmine rice in front of me. Then he gave me chicken skewers. Then we went to his house with my agreement and full consent. I met him on the Sugar Daddy app. He gave me a fistful of 20s after he skeeted down my gullet. And then he treated me dirty. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, hold up. Go back, go back, go back. Go back. Did you say he gave you a fistful of 20s? <laughs> for the act? Yes, he gave me a fistful of 20s. I've been doing this for three years on the Sugar Daddy apps. Dude's been skeeting down my throat for for years. Wait, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying you took money for these acts? Well, not necessarily. These men were spoiling me. Oh, they're gonna be like, ma'am, there's nothing we can do here with this one. <laughs> go, you gotta go. You gotta go. There's there's nothing we could do with this one. We can't take this to court. Take your ass home, man. You took the money. 
That was part of the agreement here. You can't do that. That's damn near against the rules here. But the problem is, yeah, <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, though, you got to make sure you clean up afterwards. You can't be doing people dirty like this. I know the guys that are promoting this type of thing anymore. Like these guys are going to be, these guys going to be nursing home losers. All right. They're, they're never going anywhere. All right. They're going to be still making videos inside of their car talking about how they, anyway, 70 years old, 62 years old. Let's do another car video. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's the deal. In this case, there's uh there's gonna be a civil case, it's not gonna be a criminal case. Why? Uh, because first of all, it's a he said, she said. Most of these cases would be a loser for the women to take it criminal, so they have to take it into a civil court, in which many times people go with a civil court, they settle. The guy's not gonna fight it. Uh, if he does fight it and he wants to uphold his reputation, well, then it's actually worse for him in a in a civil trial because not all the jurors have to agree for him to win the case. So if he wants to win, it has to be not beyond a reasonable doubt, but on the preponderance of evidence. And he can get a situation where 12 or 10 of the 12, or if it's a six jury, four of the six have to agree with the woman, not 12 out of 12 or four out of four or six out of six. It's literally against his odds to fight it in the criminal court. And I'm sorry, in a civil court, and he'll pay. It's against his odds. It's actually worse for him to go in and fight it. Bill Cosby found that out. Also, there's no double jeopardy in the in the civil trial. I don't believe there's no double jeopardy. In the criminal court, there's double jeopardy, meaning if I win the first time, you can't prosecute me out of spite the second time. Odds are they'll make a criminal charge uh, in, a, in a city jurisdiction. Then they'll do one in a state jurisdiction, and then they'll do one in a federal jurisdiction. If they do it civilly, they'll be like, well, I'll sue you civilly over here, and I'll sue you civilly over here. They'll just keep cases going and then make your ass fight them civilly, and then you'll figure out, I'll just pay it. I'll just pay these broads off, just wipe my hand with the situation. So like he said, the extortion had already gone on for months, and he told them uh, chicas. Nope. He told them white women. They were like, no. Nope. No, no, no. And then they said, we're going to civilly sue you. When they civilly sue you, it's almost like people believe like it's a um, preponderance of evidence, meaning there was more evidence than not. In a criminal court, if they went criminal, it had to be, we know it happened for sure. And you got to get 12 out of 12. You got to get a unanimous jury. If one person holds out, you lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like shit. So they're not going to go uh, criminally. They're going to go civilly. And you got to make sure you uh, understand that. That's how the system works against you. And one more thing, guys. You don't want to be in court. Trust me. You don't want you want to have nothing to do with court. So do your best. Why not? Five minutes of aftercare is worth um, a is worth a lifetime of, of at least not having to deal with this type of thing. A lifetime of pain so you can feel like a man for five minutes when you kick her out of your house. Okay. I feel like a man. And then all of a sudden, these hoes be lobbing claims at you. And they can lob claims at you for the next 40 years. This is how big the game is. Like this dude, this happened 45 years ago. And they're still acting like this. It's sad. Anyway, let's get to the contributions, man. Just get to the contributions. Do not be in court. Do not even get a speeding ticket. Just pay the damn thing. Y'all be in there trying to fight the court. The court is not suited. 
for those who are not trained in the procession of court. Like you don't even know what procedures court is. And you go in there with some fat ignorance and arrogance when they played this court game every day of their lives. And you just showed up for a day or two thinking you're going, I'm going to run over these people. <sighs> these people, man, they're not for you. Try to avoid, avoid court at all costs. <laughs> like, don't go to court. Settle, pay, don't do nothing. Hire some good-ass attorney. I don't know what you want to do, but avoid court, okay? They play that game every day, and you're going to be like, you know what I'm going to do to the judge? I'm going to tell this judge. You ain't going to tell a da damn judge anything, bro. They are almost, they have a power that they yield. Like, there's almost no one over them. They get to yield power in their little, um, on their little ship, on their little marine dock, maritime dock. They get to yield the power to where almost in order for you to get over on a judge, you got to sue the judge. Like, you got to actually file so much paperwork to get the judge. Like, how many times the judge been arrested? You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Y'all going to run game on judges. All right. All right. You're, dude, you're an idiot. Now, every now and then, some dude will win, and they'll hop on YouTube, YouTube lawyer game, YouTube self-representation game. Don't let these guys play you. But what they leave out is the amount of paperwork that they had to file. When you mess with judges, you got to file paperwork on top of paperwork on top of paperwork, and it's going to be your full-time job. YouTube lawyers for dummies. Here we go. How to screw over the courts. Okay. It's not the lead attorney. The lead attorney doesn't suggest that you screw over the guy. He's trying to keep you out of court, too. So sometimes you have lawyers that are real lawyers on YouTube. I'm talking about the lawyers, the fake lawyers on YouTube, meaning these people don't have no, no legal background, no nothing. They don't know nothing about procedure, or maybe they do. They beat one case, and they filed, they filed eight bank boxes worth of damn file uh, paperwork. <laughs> okay. They didn't tell you that, and they told you how they marched up in there, and they told the job to shove, shove it up their rear end. Yeah, look at how much paperwork they filed. I guarantee you they didn't. And they spent hours on these cases, hours. All right, let me get to the cash apps. All right. I got money. Where are we at? Uh, we got Adrian Paul TV in the building. He says, just here. For Friday, Kaylee hit me with it. All right, boy, you got me playing Kaylee already. Oh, my goodness. Shout out to Kaylee. Oh, man, I saw. Never mind. I saw this bad Kaylee the other day uh, when I was at dinner last night. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Um. Yeah, uh, and somebody just mentioned something that was in my notes that I forgot to mention. Statute of limitations is another reason they don't take it to criminal courts. Oftentimes, these claims will get thrown out if they filed a criminal charge against yours, Foreman. The statute of limitations many times are already over, but I don't know if you remember doing that. One of the results of the Me Too movement was that they actually were getting rid of statutes of limitations for a while, and they actually opened it up for women. They were like, you have this period from this period to come in with any claim you want. No more statute of limitations, but the window closed um, somewhere around 2019, 2020 in many of these jurisdictions. Know what jurisdiction is, by the way, if you're a YouTube 
jailhouse lawyer. Um, some of these jurisdictions, the windows closed and these women missed out. So now they got to go back to civil court because they can't lob a criminal claim anymore. The statute of limitations essentially runs out. All right. Crazy stuff. Um, and statute of limitations are different everywhere. XL Pro Services are in the building, man. Again, these brothers are doing the Lord's work. Cat, Abbott Hiker is in the building again with the coffee fund. Who is in here? Arturo says late boomer, 28 single, 130K training with Myron. All right. Shout out to you. Um, how are you training with Myron? Are you in Miami? All right. Heat fire, that's what we'll call you, says she hit me up at 1 a.m. and left at 4 a.m. Coach gang for life, Sean. Shout out to you. I get so many text messages from women at like 12 a.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m. What are y'all doing up? Women don't be going to sleep, man. They sleep like bats. You ever see that? Women sleep like bats. They wake up all in the morning, 9, 30, 10. It's so early. Oh, my God. I got to have three cups of coffee. They down in coffee left and right. You're like, oh, my gosh. They have a headache. I have a hangover headache. Like, why are you waking up so late? <laughs> they be up early in the morning. Okay, I'll look at my phone. I'll wake up at 6. They be like, reply from four hours ago. What? Four hours? That was 1 in the morning, bro. I tell you, once 9.30 a.m. comes, they start to text message dudes left and right, man. Shout out to D.A. Jones. He says, rather tired than broke. Remember that, coach. Yes. You know what I mean? Rather tired than broke. Sometimes you got to be doing this, man. Hey, as a social media content creator, there's no off hours. Like, YouTube don't be like, all right, we're going to shut down YouTube from 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. Nothing's going down. Uh, sometimes you got to take dinners and go meet people, meet and greets and all day, every day, Saturday, Sunday. You got to be on your, your hustle. Eric, uh, Eric Sy says, not George Foreman. No man is safe. I want you to think about that, too. That's actually an excellent point. George Foreman was the good guy. George Foreman played the good guy his entire life. He was Hulk Hogan from the 1980s. He was say your prayers, take your, wait. He was trained, say your prayers, take your vitamins. George Foreman always played the good guy. He played the good guy against Muhammad Ali. He was just an innocent guy being called names. Oh, well, damn, Muhammad. He was seen as the Uncle Tom for years. So he was the good guy for America. Um, two instances of that is um, when George Foreman did, I believe, the Thriller in Manila, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe that was... Uh, Think, was George Foreman thrilling in Manila? Let me see you. I'm going to tell you. No, was it thrilling Manila? Was it George Foreman? Let me. He, what was his match? No, that was Joe Frazier. George Foreman's fight with Muhammad Ali was what? Muhammad Ali. Ali, Fra uh, Ali uh, Foreman. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you his uncle Tom. Uh, he was the African fight. He was the, um, the rumble in the jungle. Sorry. Sorry for the people. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, uh, he was rumbling in the jungle. I'm going to tell you what happened. So remember when Ali went over there and they were like, Ali, boom, Ali, boom, Go watch the video on this one. They actually point this out. George Foreman was the bad guy in Africa, but he was the good guy in America. Ali had just came off the whole rebellion thing, right? And Ali was the world hero. But he was in Africa. Uh, Ali was the people's champion. 
George Foreman was the uh, American darling. Like he went to the Olympics when they had the 68 boycott, when our brothers um, did the 68 boycott in Mexico. George Foreman went over there and he was like, I'm an American boy. He didn't revolt. Read the book, The Revolt of the Black Athlete. There were two athletes that did not revolt and did not join the boycott. One was OJ Simpson. Number two was George Foreman. Those two separated from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, uh, the track brothers from San Jose State. So um, OJ Simpson wanted no part of that, and George Foreman wanted no part of that. When they went to the rumble in the jungle, George Foreman was seen as the enemy um, in the eyes of the people, except for the masses of people. In America, everybody wanted George Foreman to beat and shut up Ali. But everybody in, in in Africa and everybody in the, you know, the, the, the power to the people people wanted Ali to crush George Foreman. And George Foreman went over there in the Congo and his security team had German shepherds. Look this up. It's real. Yep. There it is. A-star got it. A-star got it. Maybe some other people had it. True Black got it. George Foreman went over there and had German shepherds as part of the security team, which people didn't know was seen as a, a negative strike against them because they said then the Europeans used German shepherds against the people in the Congo when they were conquering them, more or less. And he was he was actually clueless about it, what the representation of the German shepherds were. And it pissed off the African people in the Congo. It pissed off, not the African people. It pissed off the people in the Congo. And they actually were using that against George Foreman. And they were like, oh, what, what are you doing? It was the official dog of apartheid. So did he use lions too? Interesting. So again, I think uh, people don't understand the dynamics of George Foreman. For America, he was always seen as the good boy. He was the good guy. He was the cooperative guy. For anybody outside of the context, George Foreman was the, the, he wasn't the people's champion. He didn't represent the people so much so that when George Foreman did the comeback, the media was right behind him. Then he knocked out fat Michael Moore. And then he started doing George Foreman grills, right? He was a commercial hit. Now they took his ass down. They take him down. He was the good guy his whole life and they took him down. Anyway. Yeah, they said, meanwhile, Ali's jogging with the people. He's jawing. He's doing the conversations. He's inviting people in the training camp. He's using the media. So anyway, somebody says, when we were kings, he uh, he said on tape they didn't like his dogs. Yep. Some of the people that didn't even know what was going on when they saw him with the German shepherds, they were like, we don't like that guy. He uses the German shepherds. So that's how big of a deal it is. Anyway. Sorry to go off on that. Let's get back to the cash app. Simon Small doubling up on the Jasmine Rice Fund out here. Hashtag the band, the belly deli. All right, we gave you information and my likes are still down. We gave you information and my likes are still down. We got to do it here. The Zaire was ruled by the Belgians and they used German shepherds. There you go. Uh, shout out to Chairman Mo. Chairman Mo. Uh, let's see here. Gary says uh they 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 using Amazon Prime to Prime to hustle peacefully for gifts. Yes, they do. So I don't know if you know, I think um they'll many of these women that want to be spoiled have a Amazon Prime wish list. You can create a wish list on Amazon Prime and they send it to men. Men buy them stuff all the time. And I know you're saying no they don't. Men are buying Belle Delphine's bathwater. 
or at least her panty urine. I don't know what they're doing there. Be real mahogany. I'm thankful for your existence. Love you. No homo in the building. Appreciate you, brother. I got money. Marlon C says R. Kelly down next. He says, he says, R. Kelly down. Next ninja up, George Foreman shaking my damn head. I, you bring up a fantastic point. They're never doing these taking down of men in conjunction. They're, they're never doing it at the same time. It's always one after the next, after the next. They put this one down, they go to the next one. And this is the bloodthirsty attitude that they have. I'm telling you, this is a plan, organized hit against masculinity, men, men with money. This is a plan, organized hit. Someone could say it's very communist. Someone could say it's very uh, Roman empirical. New, 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 new world order. Uh, the Roman Empire fell, and one of the reasons it did is because of false allegations. A lot of people who um, would take down their even their fathers with false allegations. A lot of married women use allegation claims against false. Go look it up yourself. I actually did a stream on that. And they said the false allegations were so out of control, it actually led to a transfer of wealth, gave women power, and women started to be equalized in representation. So, but they use it. It wasn't because women worked their way up. It was because of the transfer of wealth scheme or the transfer use of false allegations to then, um, and then also the use of um, uh, women being passed over money. Right, the dad would die, or somehow at the end of the dad's death, they somehow schemed the money away from him, and then they represented almost equal representation in voting and whatnot. I mean, it's there. I mean, you can believe it or not. It doesn't tell the whole story. But it tells some of the story. And if you know history, uh, those do know that those that don't know their history will be doomed to repeat it. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. And with that being said, there are some dudes that were very nasty with women. Should they have to pay? You know, that's an argument too. black, not black Sambo, black Sanzo. He says, appreciate the content coach. Salute. Thank you, man. We are black Sanzo in the building shuffling. Robert P says CGA was your ex-wife a sugar baby before meeting you. <laughs> nope. No. But like everybody knows, all marriages are based on the form of a uh, basis of prostitution. So with that being said, I had to pay. I paid up front and I paid on the back end. That is the ultimate prostitution game. Most of the time you pay right up front and you you're done. But with marriage, you pay oftentimes up front and you pay on the back end. You have to pay for the wedding ring, the engagement ring. You have to pay for all the suffering. You have to pay for the house, the car. You have to pay all of that. Now, when they go to divorcing your ass, you're going to pay after and everything you paid up front does not count. You be like, yeah, but judge, I paid for the engagement ring. I paid the mortgage on time. I paid for the car. I paid for the kids private school. They'll be like, you're a good boy. Thank you very much. But this is what you're going to pay on the back end. None of that gets taken into consideration. And I'm still paying to this day. <laughs> so I said, I'm still paying ACDC. I still pay. I haven't been, hey guys, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. Somebody says, wiping up, wiping up prostitutes. They're all, pro <sighs> I know, I hope you get it right. You get it right. It is a big prostitution scheme. But anyway, it is legalized prostitution. But I know people don't look at it that way. No, it's about love. No, it's a legalized transactional relationship. But let me just tell you this. I've been divorced 
longer from my ex-wife than I was actually married to her. Think about this. I want you, and many men, somebody says, have you noticed LeBron James is untouchable? No, he is not untouchable. He hasn't even retired from sports yet. Most athletes get in trouble after retirement. Just wait. They got an asterisk for him too. All right. But he sells his, he sells his um, opinions. He sold his opinion. But that doesn't matter. They'll slap your ass afterwards. But I've been legally divorced from my ex, and it's still bullshit going on. I've been legally divorced from her time-wise, on the timeline, than I was ever married to her, and it's still bullshit flying. Mm. It's been 10 years. We haven't been married for 10 years. We were married legally for nine. (laughs) And the game don't end. The game doesn't end. It still goes on. There have been men that have been divorced from their ex-wife for 25 years, and they still paying full alimony for that person. They were married to that person for six years or 10 years. They were married for that person from age 25 to 35, divorced them at age 35. They're now 65. He's still paying for her. Somebody says Jordan. Jordan is, is good. Jordan already got his asterisk. Jordan got a big fat asterisk already. He took the gambling asterisk and he lost his father. I mean, how much more? (laughs) He might be good against the abuse allegations, the sexual, the me too, but he caught his asterisk. Jordan paid significantly and he actually had to do a a marriage to that girl. And he got the whole damn uh, alimony, palimony scheme. And um, she actually going to get, a escalated alimony the longer she stays. She literally got a literal upfront lump sum payment plan, which people will say that's legalized. That if I did that on the street or on seeking, you guys would be calling me a trick. But he got a literally a legal tricking contract. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Let's just call it what it is. I see things for what they are. I see things for what they are. He said he's selling shoes. Hey, man, just, dude, the game, ain't, the game is not over. They coming back from George. They coming back from George Ford, Foreman 45 years later. Uh, let's see here. Last couple. Uh. Juan Premier says uh, Maria left Arnold sexless so she can focus on her career. So I could focus on my career. Most definitely. Most definitely. So this is why Arnold had to tip to uh to the maids quarters. Brian Horsley, thank you for your cash app. And let me do a couple more and then I'll get over to uh back in the show. Thank you. So yeah, Mar- I, I would say those those marriages were based on a business arrangement. Maria Maria Shriver, I believe her name was, was a Kennedy. She was from the Kennedy clan. He married Arnold Schwarzenegger, who had political aspirations very early. He was very ambitious. He married into the Kennedy family. Who knows? They end up having one or a couple of kids. Maria Shriver started wanting to be on Good Morning America or whatever she was doing. She wasn't doing it well, but she was doing it. 
she was focusing on her career. So I could focus on my career. Like she couldn't even really get out the blocks. You know what I mean? They were like, oh, here's a story. She was like, it's here. We were at the Rose Festival. You know, they wasn't giving her no hard hitting content. She wasn't Barbara Walters or nothing. But, um, you know, while she's living in New York, Arnold Schwarzenegger's out in L.A. clapping her, uh, Consuelo's cheeks. He was like, Esperanza, come on down. He was like, Esperanza. Yeah, baby. Yeah. The actual retail price is. <laughs> All right. You're not even going to break dance today. Where are we at here? Um, somebody says Mike didn't grape nothing. Most guys that get associated in these cases didn't grape nothing. So, that, guys, it means nothing. I know you guys are like, Michael Jordan safe. Dude, nobody's safe, <laughs> right? You don't have to grape nothing to get no grape charges. Let's just understand that. He said Mike Jordan didn't get no asterisk. Literally lost his dad. I mean, that people. Well, those are two guys on the side of the road. Yeah. He was a better. He had to retire from the game. No. I bet you when his obituary come out, I bet you all of that's in there. Hey, when obituaries come out, he didn't get no asterisk. Soon as he, if he ever leaves this earth, his ass is going to have all up in the damn article. Michael Jordan, greatest NBA player of all time, arguably, who lost his father, gambled on basketball, allegedly, point shaved, allegedly, had to retire, allegedly, from the league because he wanted to play baseball, allegedly. <laughs> and he scored, he lowered this, he's got six championships. That's an asterisk. That's called an asterisk. <laughs> that's what that's called. That would be an asterisk. When they mention all of that before they mention your accolades, that would be an asterisk. So he got one. Trust me, he got one. Don't say he ain't got one. He might be good now because you see him with his handlers and he's making money. Money don't mean nothing, guys. Can you see that money means nothing? They want the asterisk on your ass. <laughs> okay. And they're going to say he sucked at baseball. They're going to say all of that before they say he won six championships. And at the end, they'll say, Michael Jordan's considered one of the best basketball players of all time. So I said, the NPCs don't get it. Y'all don't get it. You will have, that's called an asterisk. Barry Bonds, once considered one of the best baseball players, was surrounded by a steroid scandal. He didn't get elected to the Hall of Fame. That would be an asterisk. The guy has the home run record. Asterisk. <laughs> I saw an article. I saw an article about what's the guy from the Yankees? Aaron, the big guy. Pause. The new big, the big, the big guy. He's the big baseball player. He looked like a tight end playing baseball. Um, I saw an article that said Aaron Boone. What's it? Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. They said Aaron Judge is chasing Babe Ruth. And um, the other dude's home run record, I was like, <laughs> chasing whose record? Whose record are they chasing? They're chasing Barry Bonds' record. Aren't they not? Nope. They're not changing his record. Why? Because he has an asterisk. I saw this article not that long ago. 
That's an Aaron Boone. Kobe Bryant got his asterisk. Remember when he died and somebody was like, yeah, but he had those grape allegations. Asterisk. They mentioned it in his death articles. He died in a helicopter crash. And then he had these allegations in D Denver, Boulder, Colorado. Oh, and he played some good basketball. Asterisk. Yeah, Roger Maris. They literally said they're, he's chasing Roger Maris' and Babe Ruth's home run record. Well, maybe they we're talking about for the Yankees. I have no idea. But I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> All right. Anyway, they could have been talking about a Yankees record because if I'm not mistaken, Roger Maris played for the Yankees. I don't know. Maybe he played for the Red Sox. Oh, I pissed off some people. All right. So let's get in here. People in New York are like, coach, man, that's blasphemy. Um. Anyway, let's get into uh, this part of the show. Let's talk about rotations. Yes, I'm thinking, as I was talking it through, I was thinking maybe it's a franchise record. So maybe there we go right there as it started to talk through. Uh, let's talk about the pros and cons of having a rotation. Um, And Polly and Concubine and Harem Lifestyle will be coming back into full effect. Um, If you're over 40, this won't affect you. You guys will just be, you know, together, your power couples dying together in the nursing home so you didn't die alone because you were scared and you had one-itis and all of these things. You're you're old, so this doesn't matter. We're talking about people that actually actually are having sex, you know, like 16 to 30-year-olds. Not you married people having sexist marriages. All right, this is, you'll just be, you'll die together and you'll have your little, uh, your little tombstone and your family name. All right, the Johnsons, and you put yourself and bury each other next to each other. So hopefully your bones will hold each other's hands through your 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 your, your pine box after the maggots get to you. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit off. That was a little bit. That was a little bit too much here. I mean, I know. <laughs> All right. We're talking about young people here. Okay. So when we talk about polys, concubines, and harems and whatnot, we're talking about old, uh, young people. And the idea of, of uh, having rotations, a lot of men want to achieve this status. Uh, this is a goal of a lot of men. A lot of men are naturally non monogamous, although uh, some people say, well, I'll actually put that in my subconscious and want to desire monogamy so I can be a good man. Okay. That's you. But not a lot of guys will end up doing that. Uh, but like I said, when people, this lifestyle, this culture starts to accept rotations and poly lifestyle, it is not for the benefit of men. It is for the benefit of women. It is for the benefit of people who live alternative lifestyles, which would be more normal lifestyles in the future. See, you think that the world's opening up for poly relationships where men are polygynous and they dominate a, a, a harem of women. We have to actually clarify what harems and concubines are. We got confused by this, but it is not for you. It is for women now who have claimed a little bit more power and economic status. It is them to have polyamorous relationships. It is for alternative lifestyle. Maybe if you say rainbow or Skittles people to live in poly societies where you see these things and you'll, it'll be normalized. It is for women to be able to have uh, multiple men serve multiple um, purposes instead of one. And if people are denying this, I know people deny this. I want you to look at this um, thing here, these articles. I want you to look at these articles. This will be normal state status of society. 
Um, share screen. There it is right there. There's something here, and a lot of women have latched onto this term called ethical non-monogamy. Ethical non-monogamy. Now, men have been trying to achieve ethical non-monogamy for like decades in America. But not many people were with it. You can't have your cake and eat it too. This is a, this is a website that's known as one of these psychological websites. Let me go get let me play this note. New, 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 new world order. Um, these people are the advanced liberal progressive people of the world. A lot of these people have trained in some of the most uh, liberal psychological or liberal arts programs in these major universities. And they're pushing forward this ethical non-monogamy. And this woman wrote this article. Anybody that you would hear say the phrase or utter the phrase ethical non-monogamy are women. Not many men, unless you're not many heterosexual men can roll with. I want a ethical non-monogamous relationship. He'll be actually just, uh, especially if you don't have status or money, you out. There's no way in even looks, baby, you're out. You ain't going to be able to tell nobody I'm an ethical non-monogamous, but women can say it. And they're pushing this forward into the world. Let me read. It says right here, uh, through the majority, he says, wait, 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 wait. It says here, though, the majority of couples in our society are monogamous, lies. That's lies. We have a lot of monogamous people cheating on each other. We have a lot of people in, in, in monogamous, monogamous relationships having affairs. A lot of married people having affairs. Stop. Meaning that once uh, partnered uh, with one another, Jesus, they do not have romantic or sexual partners with anyone else. And about one in five people engage in non-monogamous relationships at some point in their lives. One in five. That leaves out everyone in the middle of Topeka, Kansas, and all these people. Uh, this article discusses the type of non-monogamous relationships, why people choose them, and how to practice them in a way that is safe, fulfilling, and for all parties. What is ethical non-monogamy? There are numerous different ways to practice, practice ethical non-monogamy, all of which involve open communication between all partners involved. Guys, we've been trying to do this for a long time. This is the idea of being a player because players had to lie and not be open because once he is open, odds are he's going to lose his hose. Okay. But now they're pushing this forward and mostly for the benefit of women and for alternative lifestyles, right? It's not for the benefit of men. It says right here, while it may not be the default way to conduct romantic relationships, assorted forms of non-monogamy have grown in popularity, popularity in recent years. Ethical non-monogamy can present sorry, can present, can present in a relationship in many different ways. It may involve one person acting outside of the relationship or both parties doing so. Um, in sugar daddy relationships, typically, you can say to your sugar baby, you're monogamous, but I'm not. Why? Because you have the coin. You can control that. Now, some of them will say, no, I don't want that. I want to be able to have multiple sugar daddies too. You might say, okay, with that too. It's the world's opening up. The days of just one man, one woman are dying. They're dying. And they're dying with the baby boomers and Gen X. Once you get to millennials, Gen Z, Gen Alpha is going to be a free for all. Okay. Will there be monogamy? Yes, but it will be rare. You guys can't even keep monogamy right now. Y'all had 80 sex partners. And then you walking around, I'm monogamous and I never had a one night stand. Yeah, right. Here it is right here. It may involve only sexual connections with others, only romantic connections, or both romantic and sexual. 
I want you to listen to that one. You guys can't see it, but I'm going to make it larger. That's what he said. But here it says it doesn't even have to be sexual. So the woman could have a romantic partner and a sexual partner. She could have two romantic partners and one sexual partner. She could have three romantic partners and three sexual partners. So that means she can she can get she can have what what women would say. I can have my emotional connection. I can have the guy that is providing me money. I can have my sneaky link. I can have Chad and Tyrone. I can have multiple men juggling these things. And it's still considered he's just a friend. Don't worry about him. It's open. We discussed it. You said I can go on dates with my ex. You can say, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is where we're going. So do not think I'm lying when I say that this is the future. And they go in ethical monogamy versus cheating. See, cheating is seen out of bounds. But if I tell you up front, I'm non-monogamous, it's ethical. And if the person consents to it, it's good. Why people choose this? Because we're 304s. We let the cat out of the bag. Society no longer looks as at, at uh, promiscuous people as a negative. Some relationships don't meet all of a person's needs. Listen to this, man. Like if men wrote this article, this would be considered toxic masculinity. Why do people choose it? Some relationships don't meet all of a person's needs. This is definitely a female doing this. Expecting one human to fit perfectly with you and love everything you love is a lot of pressure. It's too much. Plus my piece leaves itching. To alleviate this pressure, people who practice ethical non-monogamy have the freedom to look outside their relationship for others who may have similar sexual or romantic interests that their partners don't. Remember, I've been telling you this. I've been saying there's men uh, that are going to be 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. They're going to have a girlfriend and their girlfriend's going to say, yes, we can be in a relationship, but I'm going to have a sugar daddy. We can be in a relationship, but I'll have only fans. We could be in a relationship because the men are going to be so desperate to get one woman. And that woman's going to be like, well, I have the whole damn world to offer me. Right. And so a lot of men were, are going to agree with polyamorous relationships. They're going to do it just to get one. Especially dudes that are more analytical and logical. They're going to like engineer doctor guy. Okay, I know you're going to be out there with Chad's, but I'll 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 be with you just to get a little sniff. This is the new world. It's here. So I always provide proof. I don't just speed outside of my neck. Okay? Enough love to go around. Why people choose ethical non-monogamy? Why? Cuz the the cock carousel is raging. Okay? Nobody can keep it in their pants anymore. Look at right here. Well, there's all this sex out here. And if I so choose to not go home back home to my husband, then I'm going to choose it. All right. And where do we hear that in one of the sound bites that I use? We hear it right here. Beautiful. I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dude should be tied up in these streets. There's actually, we did the story about Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy's doing the same thing. We did the story. Uh, there was another red pill guy that they came out and said is actually, he enjoys seeing other men with his wife and all that stuff. This is going to be the new thing. They, you do have people that, that are strippers. She'll be like, yeah, I'm a stripper and I have my boyfriend at home and he watches my baby by Chad. Dudes are going <laughs> to, this is where we are, man. So let's let's clear this up. 
let's clear this up. Uh, definition of concubines and whatnot. So the top. So let's flip it back to men. What's happening? Society's actually rewarding women for the ability to be promiscuous and have multiple partners. And we're just going to look past all that. And all the men are going to know. And we're going to they're going to discuss it with you. Actually, before we talk about that, let's play. Let, let me show you some other evidence on, on this. If you looked up ethical non-monogamy on the Internet, on YouTube, I want you to look. Ethical non-monogamy. Here's a woman. Lessons from my ethical non-monogamous household by Luna Martinez. Ted Talks. They actually put her on mainstream promoting this. It, it, do they put men up here promoting this? But they let a men go on TED Talks. You know what? I'm going to talk about having a rotation, a harem, and a concubine, and being polygynous. They never do it. <laughs> right? But here's another woman right here. Changing the way we think about consensual non-monogamy by Narelle Morforsky. There's another young woman. Yep, my non, my not my consensual non-monogamous relationships, meaning she'd be out here getting pounded out by multiple men and everybody's in agreement. How about there's Joe uh does there's Joe Rogan does polyamory work? And there's an old woman, which is gonna be another uh group of women that will practice polyamory. And she's up there, yep. I hear I got my job and my career. I work and I have multiple men serving me, multiple bulls. Here's another man right here. Here's a woman. Here's a couple. Plain Jane right here talking about, yep, we are in a non-monogamous relationship, but we live together. He's the cuck. He, look, at, look at the thumbnail. Wait a minute. How come I can't get the thumbnail? Look at the thumbnail. Yep, you're going to have to accept my non-monogamous lifestyle if you want to be with me. Yes, I will be sucking on other guys. You'll be able to do it too, but I'm not going to get you any hoes, so good luck. <laughs> here's J jordan peterson on enforced monogamy which i always say men often participate in forced monogamy most of the time women participate in forced monogamy i often say monogamy is not a choice you're forced into it meaning the woman says if you don't do this and i'm not gonna you're not gonna get me and so you'll say okay i'll do it how to handle jealous jealousy and polyamory everybody knows the difference between polygyny polygamy and polyamory Polyamory is leaning towards the woman having multiple partners. Here she is. How to handle jealousy and polyamory. How to handle these men when you're out here juggling men. This is going to be the new future. Five myths of ethical non-monogamy, why they're wrong. Here's the four types of polyamory. Look at, the, look at the woman. Look at her. These are typically the people, the liberal type that have five men as pets. 10 polyamory dating mistakes. Look at the dude. Look at the dude. Come on. He represents the 50% of beta males. <laughs> All right. So as you can see, this is, this is where we're going. Here's a whole little, little, look at the video from BetterHelp. Therapy, no doubt. Fair use. Look at the video. Let's talk about ethical non-monogamy, everybody. And let's paint it up to be something so good. It's going to be okay. Watch the video. The concept of ethical non-monogamy has become more mainstream in recent years, and you and your partner may be wondering if this is something you should try in your relationship. If you're wondering where to start with opening up your intimate relationship, let's start by understanding what ethical non-monogamy is and what... Hold on for a second. You see, in this situation here, what happens when you go to therapy by liberals. Um, they're going to start inducing these things. Uh, you go to therapy, marital therapy with your, your wife. 
marital counseling. Maybe you guys should be in an ethical non-monogamous relationship. And then you look like this gump right here. You mean me pay for everything? Me have the kids? Me watch her go out at uh, 2 in the morning to get her back blown out. And she's smiling, and he's like, huh? Guys, this is the direction we're going. New, 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 new world order. She's like, yeah, ethical non-monogamy it is. That's a fantastic idea, you therapist. And he's like, hmm, maybe I'll have to participate in this. Can I have some hoes, too? They'd be like, nope, you can't have no hoes. <laughs> Of course, it's a black couple, and the sister's like, yeah, I need me a Chad on the side or a Tyrone. Is and what it isn't. Ethical non-monogamy is the practice of having multiple partners concurrently instead of a committed relationship with just one person. While every relationship is different, people explore the idea of ethical non-monogamy for many reasons, including to explore their sexuality. That's the most important reason. Let's just get it out out right away that's the most important reason i can have multiple partners yes if men put this shit out here if men did this bro they <laughs> if men were like yeah man i want to be ethical non-monogamous they will literally be hanging dudes by their balls they'd be like what is this but they're pushing it why to love more than one person at a time or to experience variety and newness in their love lives with ethical non-monogamy both partners agree to have an open relationship. There are many different types of non-monogamous relationships, but the key to an ethical, healthy, non-monogamous relationship is open communication and an earnest, consensual agreement. So who's more likely to participate in this type of relationship on the man side? Dudes that cannot get women. <laughs> Dudes that have money, but they kind of awkward. You know what I mean? They're going to be the guy that goes, you know, the beta guy, the... The uh, I can't remember what the guy he was kind of like um the hippie what do they call it not the hippie the um I can't remember they call it as like a modern day hippie guy with the beard he looked masculine but he was a full on beta on the inside men are that are bisexual uh men that are alternative like this this is all being pushed as um oh this okay we can work this out so that women can bid up a uh, hipster yeah the hipster the hipster guy he looks all masculine he got his leather jacket on he looking like he dressed to sing YMCA, all right, but he really just a big old beta male. He'll do it. Dudes that can't get girls, they'll do it. Young dudes between the ages of 16 and 25, they'll do it. Their, their girlfriend, his girlfriend, the girl he likes, he'll do whatever she wants. <laughs> Actually have a girl that I deal with. She's in, she's in her mid-20s. She has a sister that is like 21, 22. She got her a beta male just like this. And she's bisexual and he beta male and he halfway, he halfway leaning rainbow. But they're in a relationship and they're ethnically non-monogamous. I mean, so this is where we're going, right? Yeah, the low self-esteem dude. Guys that are uh, have str struggles with game and getting, they'll be like, all right, I'll do an ethnically non-monogamous. Guys that are engineers that are somewhat analytical and they can't really distinguish the line and they can't really go out there and talk to women, maybe shy guy. Ethical non-monogamous, yeah. Okay. Um, so here we go right here. Uh, so let's talk about that. We talked about that. So when I talk about these rotations and these ideas of players and all of this stuff, don't think and feel bad. And don't let women come on here. This is disgusting. You actually have them progressing more to polyamory than it is men. 
when men want multiple sexual partners, it's disgusting. When they do it, they're trying to make it all smooth it all over and put the icing on the cake. Well, you'll benefit every now and then I'll give you a piece. But, you know, when I'm not going to give you a piece, I'll, I'll open communicate with you and I'll go out there. I'll come back at a reasonable hour. I won't embarrass you. We don't have to tell your family that you're a beta male C-U-C-K. <laughs> you see where the world's going. So here we got right here the understanding of what a um, harem is as opposed to what a concubine is. The top 10%, top 15% of men, probably more like the top 10% of men will be more in this um, situation where they have concubines, harems. They have access to mul uh, multiple women, and then they can play this rotation game. And so a concubine historically is someone in a po polygamous society where a woman um, who lives with a man, but she typically has lower status with, with the wife. There's a structure, there are hierarchy. You see this in sister wives. You see this in Mormon culture. You see this in PIMP culture where they have the bottom B-I-T-C-H and then all of the women fall into, they live with the, they live with the man. They actually fall under the financial responsibility of the man. They may be the mistress. The mistress might get good gifts, but she'll never be the wife. And everyone's in agreement. Everybody knows about each other. You know what I mean? Like Jacqueline Kennedy knows JFK has a concubine. She's not going to blow it up. She might be jealous. It might be tough. But, you know, everybody knows their role. The women that are sleeping, Marilyn Monroe will never be Jacqueline Kennedy. Jacqueline Kennedy will never be Marilyn Monroe. But everybody shares. Top 10% men will have this. Um, and harems. Harems are inherently different than concubines, although people confuse them a harem doesn't necessarily include sexual partners it could be family members it could be servants it could be a group of women that just serve the man uh, both of these groups are supported financially by the man meaning they live with you like you pay you pay for these particular situations so people who are players don't have harems you just basically out here lying until you get caught and you're going to pay for it after afterwards <laughs> But a harem is an agreement that this person is going to support, but it, it definitely doesn't mean always a sexual partner. But it could. They could serve it. Uh, sometimes um, this person is just protecting this person from being sexualized by other men. Everybody understand that. Like you can have a harem, a person in your harem, and you're preventing her from being conquered by other men. You're just kind of keeping her maybe for later usage. And you would have eunuchs guard the harem, the person in the harem. So a lot of times you would actually have to pay to uh, provide security for people in your harem. And, and the people in your security, they would cut their nuts off. <laughs> they would cut the, they would, that's called a eunuch. That's called a eunuch. A eunuch was basically a person that would guard someone in your harem, but they couldn't sex, they couldn't sex them up. Because they had no equipment to do so. They were chopped off. <laughs> this is great. Guys, look all of this stuff up. This is this is what it is. All right. So they were like, guard my girl, but before you guard, and if you want this job, you peon, we gotta castrate you. Yeah. You'll you're not gonna be the one getting her. What a time to be alive. <laughs> it's weird. So um, let me see here. Let's get into this rotation idea. Talk about it. Pros and cons of rotations. I know a lot of people here. Um there come from a variety of spaces of manhood. You have men probably that are here are players. They're want to be max and pimps. I don't know. Um, people are here. I don't, I don't try to 
not include all men. Like I, there's some guys who are like MGTOW or nothing, you know, or other players or nothing over here. Dominant people or nothing, like run game or nothing. I actually include a variety of the message, and I can tell you the pros and cons of all. Um, first of all, here, let's just understand this. The most protective thing you can do as a man in this society is somehow become monk, right? If you don't want to participate in the likelihood of your life falling apart based on your associations with women, the best thing you could do is protect yourself from that and just walk, all right? That's the only thing you could do because no man really gets out alive. Nobody comes out unscathed. Just the, just the transactional relationship of relationships, most men have to deal with managing relationships, and that's a con. So let's just say, well, I dominate my woman. You literally have to micromanage everything. You have to do everything for her. Well, in order to be my woman, I'm going to order your food. I'm going to tell you what to eat. I'm going to count your macros. I'm going to monitor your time. I'm going to provide security in Unix to guard you. I'm going to ask you where you are. I'm going to put a trail security on your car. I'm going to I'm going to have you monitor your locations every time you leave the house. That's an L. That would be an L. <laughs> every time you leave the house, she has to leave with you like a kitten. What the? And then at any particular point, she could take the rug and pull it from right up under your foot and bring all of that BS down. They bring, she can collapse the entire thing with one. Wait, I didn't get the sound effect. Where is it? There it is. One, I'm not happy, and it's a wrap. So understand that you just took an incredible risk and she can bring the, the house crashing down in, in, in one instance. And you're not even thinking about this. The older she gets, the more likely that's coming down. So as she ages, the more likely she's going to pull the rug from up under your feet. Number one. Number two, what do you want? A 50-year-old woman doing this with? Like if, once she turns 50, is this the woman you want to dominate sexually? Like, you know, you're like, well, it's time for me to get a new girl. She's going to be like, oh, really? Rug from underfoot. And it's over. <laughs> so anyway, but the best thing you can do to protect yourself from all of this is not be having multiple women. The Bible, although they do have concubines and harems and multiple wives in the Bible, um, they do actually warn against the efficiency of that. It's not very official system. You got jealousy. A lot of times these people, stories in the Bible of men who have multiple wives, they were brought down pretty hard for jealous women. I think the Bible kind of talks about that. People forget that. Um, I think even one of these men had one of the con one of the wives murder the kid of another wife, if I'm not mistaken. Paul, I mean, disastrous. They don't they don't promote it. It's in there, but it's not like they're saying we're going to promote this lifestyle. They're actually showing you the dangers of it. So one of the let's talk about the pros. Let's talk about the pros of having multiple 304s. Oh boy. Here we go. Men only think about the pros. We only think about what good can happen. We never want to think about what bad can happen. And in order to prevent bad from happening, we have to put all of our efforts into making sure the bad doesn't happen because you know what's coming. It says right here, one of the pros is that um, it's easy that if one partner is not um, ready to provide what you want to provide, if you have multiple partners in a rotation, you can quickly fill in that gap. Are you serious? I, 
I, I had a chili dog for lunch. Okay. I'm a little bloated. So anybody that's been in a monogamous relationship, this is, this has happened to you. And she doesn't tell you when she wakes in the morning, Hey, I'm on my period. You know what I mean? Just to let you know, I just wanted to let you know. Right. Because then you can kind of focus on your day. But many times married men or men in relationships don't know. She doesn't let you know until you do all this work and you're wine and dining her. You're providing her gifts. You're taking her out for a picnic. You got the picking and back. You're doing all of these things. And then as soon as you go down there, reach between her legs. Oh, you know, I've just started my period. Right. And she kills the whole mood. If you would have known that you wouldn't have done any of that up front. We all listen. We all know what happened. Here. You wouldn't have done a damn thing. You would have been like, good. Okay. Now I can focus on my job. But if you have a multiple rotation, then you know this. You're like, oh, that's how you acting. Okay, good. I'm going to go over here. So you have that person to fill in the gap. That's a pro. We'll get to how that turns into a con later on, but bear with me. <laughs> All right. Um, the pro, another pro of it is in a good standard society that actually benefits men. It actually suits men more naturally. Everybody knows that men like to look at a little bit of, you know, we like to have a little bit of this. We like to look. We're very visual. Many times we'll have a partner and that partner's next to us and you see a pretty young thing walk by and you'd be like, you trying to look. Well, men are more naturally going to be inclined to non-monogamous relationships. Let's just be honest. There's always going to be that guy, not me. I'm a one woman man. Okay. That's fine, but that's not most men. Not saying that it's the best situation for society. We're just saying you're suited to spread your seed and spread it wide. But that does bring amongst competition among men where men will be left off if that game was actually in play. But it actually suits men more naturally. We're more naturally inclined for that. Okay. Whether you like it or not, you can argue that the morality of it, but we're not talking morality. We're talking about biology. <laughs> If we actually were able to do this in the open setting, men wouldn't be able to build a damn thing. We wouldn't do no work. All we would do is go chase tail. So the benefits of trying to curb this, this activity actually means society benefits. You'll build a, you'll build a house instead of going to fornicate because monogamy, because love. But we're not suited towards that. We want more partners. And to be honest, variety is the spice of life. Not only is it physically pleasing, it's actually pleasing in a, a bunch of different ways. We actually can be like, I want me a Latina tonight. I want me a gordita. I want me a belly deli. I want me a sister tonight. I got a sister. I can't resist her. Red beans and rice didn't miss her. I want me a piece of vanilla cake tonight. All I want my cake and eat it too. We would be up in there like 32 flavors up in this damn thing if we could and if we could afford it. So variety is the spice of life. I'm more inclined to, I tried to practice monogamy. I was very not good at it. So I'm like, it doesn't even suit me well. But I didn't go out here and have babies with people and I didn't go get STDs and all that stuff. So at the end of the day, I did it safely and ethically. Which they're trying to promote in our world today. But so you can do it safely and ethically. Um, if you want to be like, oh, I want an older woman today, I want a younger woman tonight. I mean, you could have, have this uh, variety and it would suit you better. You actually would feel whew, not to say that there's no problems going to come from that. We're going to talk about the cons, but you can actually feel like once you'd be like, oh, OK, good. I don't have to play this monogamy game and lie, cheat, steal, manipulate. I can actually just whew, be myself, enjoy the 32 flavors of life 
and be fine with it. I can travel, bang some brawls out, and come back here and not feel guilty. Oh, where were you? What were you doing in the Philippines? Well, <laughs> I can actually say I went to the Philippines and I had me some fun. Um, yeah. So these are some of the pros of having this typical type rotation. And I always tell people what rotations look like. This is where, this is where. Um, the idea of slow Tuesday came from is because I always tell men, you know, uh, the one of the pros of of having this type of rotation is this: once the rotation is set, the, if the rotation gets set, <laughs> all right, you can now focus on other things. You know what I mean? Unless you're a greedy 304 monger out here, because some of you guys are greedy and it does not prevent you from staying on your goals, right? But if you can actually say, okay, my rotation set, which is rare. You can be like, okay, Monday and Tuesdays are free for me to recover from the weekend. I can work and be work-minded. I don't have to worry about chasing girls. I got it all filled in. If somebody wants to come over Monday night, you typically wouldn't do that. Monday night is the slowest sexual day of the world, all right? Most of the people ain't going to get down on Monday night. They recover from Saturday and Sunday. But if you're in a rotation mindset, you're kind of like, okay, I'm at, I'm at work. I'm in my rhythm. I'm going to get ready. I have a meeting on Tuesday to prepare for. So you get through Monday, work-minded, recovery. Tuesday, slow Tuesday is an idea of you're not having your best of best come through because most likely she's not available. You weren't doing anything. You were going to focus on your work, get ready for Wednesday. But before you start getting ready for Wednesday, you were like, let me get the venom out real quick. Let me get this venom out real quick by somebody that's going to be very easy Tuesday, you're not going out on dates. Have you ever gone to a restaurant and see who's going out on a date on Tuesday? Nobody. It's empty. They're closing the doors at 9 o'clock. She's like, can you take me out to eat? You look up. Look like everything closes at 8.30 tonight. And ideally, I'm not available until 8.30. So why don't you slide on through? Slow Tuesday. That's where slow Tuesday comes in. Wednesday, Thursday, now in your old, you're ramping back up. You've recovered from Saturday and Sunday, which we'll get to. And Wednesday and Thursdays are usually your meeting greet days. Hey, can I meet you? Yes. When are you available? Wednesday or Thursday. You're not going to meet anybody typically on Monday and Tuesday. It's pretty slow. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday is time to meet if you want to fill in that rotation or it's the easy slide throughs. Nobody's going out on dates really on Wednesdays. More or less Thursdays, there might be some dates or something like that. The restaurants are starting to ramp up. Slide on through Wednesday and Thursday. Slide through. Come on through. You're my come on through. Or I need to meet and greet. Let me see if I can put you on a rotation. Friday and Saturday are not for meet and greets. Friday and Saturday are not for meet and greets. Friday and Saturday are for layups. If you meet and greet on a Friday or Saturday, it better be lunchtime. I am not meeting anybody. I am not taking no new people out. I'm not interviewing nobody on no Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday is for the guaranteed 10 toes up. We might go to a restaurant, but Friday and Saturday is a guarantee. And if you don't have a guarantee on a Friday or Saturday, just chill. Just chill. You might want to go out and source if you want a women source. Go get some numbers. Go hang out. Go buy. No, I'm not meeting new people on a Friday or Saturday. <laughs> hey, 
hey, I'd like to meet you. What are you doing? When are you available? Friday, baby, no. Friday is a guaranteed, I'm dip, dip, diving, and social, social lively. I'm getting the cheeks on Friday. If I meet you on a Friday, it is the plan is to get the cheeks. If I meet, if so, there's that understanding. If I know I'm getting nothing from you, you ain't getting my Friday or Saturday at all. <laughs> right? Anyway. And if you don't want to source or get a layup, go hang with your homies. Go chill. Go to the club. Go to the, whatever you want to do. Go to a sporting event. Go to a college football game. Go look at the junior college girls. Friday and Saturday is for a guaranteed interaction. You're looking to get laid on Friday, right? There, there's no, you're looking for the person that knows. Come through. We're hanging out today. Yep. They know what's happening. Your text messages are consent forms, which she's saying, when I get over there, baby, I'm yours. That's Friday or Saturday. Sunday is similar, but you're basically waking up and she should be in the cooking and you should be here bacon frying. If she spends the night from Saturday into Sunday, you should smell and hear bacon popping in the kitchen. You should smell pancakes and eggs being scrambled if she spends the night from Friday into Saturday or Saturday into Sunday. If you have none of that going down, she is leaving Saturday at 2 a.m. in the morning. You're not spending the night. And you're not asking me what's for breakfast. <laughs> okay. If you're going to ask me what's for breakfast, your ass is leaving at 2 a.m. when we're done on Saturday morning or Sunday morning. Other than that, Sunday is for football games. Sunday is to go to the baseball game. Sunday is not for hanging out, going to the farmer's market, the fair, or the festival. You got to go, baby. I'm not hanging out from your, I'm not hanging out with you from Saturday at 8 a.m. to all day Sunday. You're, I'm not available. I got tickets to the game. What are we doing tomorrow? Nothing. You're going home. <laughs> if you happen to be popping bacon, you might be able to st stay till noon until I got to get to the stadium for the damn tailgate. Okay, this is what's going on. And then Sunday night might be meet and greet if you have time. Maybe I might throw one of the new girls in. Let me meet you Sunday night. Everything's slow. Might be a slide through. You might just say, I'm tired. So with that being said, do you need five women in your rotation? Not necessarily. All right. You could be, you could get this done in three. You know what I mean? But you're staying on your purpose. This, this type of schedule affords you to stay on your purpose. But it's the dudes that get in trouble. Let's go to the cons. It's the dudes that get in trouble that get greedy. That actually violate this rule of the schedule. You trying to get some peace leave on Monday. You try to get easy free peace leave on Tuesday. You done gave up your whole purpose by Wednesday and Thursday. You broke as a joke on Friday, begging girls. All right, begging them. By Saturday, you out at the club. You didn't blew your whole wallet. Sunday, you still trying to get one girl to show up because you done struck out. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about the cons of this type of lifestyle. This is all for edutainment purposes only. If you are a man of means and you got stuff going on, you ain't got time for like all these women. All right. Now I might want them, but time wise, I don't have time. Cons. Let's talk about the cons. The cons of having a rotation is number one, rotation fatigue. 
rotation fatigue. Guys, you under, you do not understand the amount of time you put into managing these rotations. At some particular point, you're going to mismanage. You're going to fumble the bag. Um, you're going to get tired of talking to women. By the time you get to Friday, Saturday, you're going to be like, shh, just shut up. By the time you get the third and fourth woman, you're like, oh, God. You get tired of it. At some particular point, you end up going, do I really need all of these people? You know, when you're rotating people, these people are rotating dudes and you got to replace a girl that fell off. Okay, I got five. Oh, damn, I'm down to four. It's getting scary. I'm down to three. I better go replace and source some women. That Then what do you got to do? You got to go into sourcing women, online dating apps, messaging people, uh, paying pros, going out to the club and bars. You're going to get rotation fatigue. Okay, it's going to get tiring. You can't keep this up. Most men cannot keep this act up at some particular point. Then what's going to happen is you're going to fall in love with somebody that's putting it on you. She letting you slide in there raw and it's juicy. And then you're going to be like, perhaps I'll drop all these hoes and I'll just keep this one. Mm. Mistake. It'll be a mistake. But you'll do that and you'll be like, I'm getting tired of keeping these girls and juggling these balls and spinning plates. This girl putting it on me. And I hate doing her dirty like that. So I'll drop all my hoes. <laughs> and then um, it doesn't work out for you. Six months later, she breaks up with you. You out here. Damn. I had rotation fatigue. I had all these hoes and I dropped them all for one. And I found out she was getting split in half by Tyrone, her personal trainer. Now I feel abused and used and abused. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, another one is um, another kind of, of a rotation is it bumps you off your purpose. Let's just say you are a guy that's able to easily keep three, four, five, six. Uh, just there's seven days in a week, bro. At some particular point, you're going to have to start double booking. Double booking is a problem. Okay, double booking is a problem because you got that point in the day. You're like, OK, I get off work. It's Thursday. Because not all women are going to be available Monday and Tuesday like you want it. You know what I mean? Or Tuesday and Wednesday. You're like, I'm going to plan all my hoes out. I got this one for Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Well, they juggling hoes too. They got ethical nominogamy too. Women got multiple men too. So you can't just be like, all right, Sally, I'll see you on slow Tuesday like normal. She's like, I'm not available until Thursday. You're like, oh, shit. Damn, she ain't available on Thursday. But Tamika is available on Thursday too. All right, what I'll do is I'll get off work early. Here you go, bumping off your purpose. I'll leave work early. I'll meet with Tamika from 5.30 to 8. Then I'll get done with her. I'll pipe her down, and I'll get what I want. And then from 9 o'clock to 12, I'll be with Sally. <laughs> you're going to be like, all right, here we go. Then you're waiting for one to flake. You're like, I hope Tamika flakes so I can just have more time with Sally. Tamika's like, I can't wait to see you Thursday at 5.30. You're like, oh, shit, okay. Damn. Sally texting you, you're going to be there at 9, or should I expect you at 9.30? I'll have the weed rolled up for you. I'll be showered, ready to go. You're like, oh, my Lord, boy, this is going to be a long night. But, uh, yeah, babies, I'm going to be there. <laughs> you're like, why? Why did y'all have to double up? You had to double book. Sometimes when you double book, they both fall in line. They can't wait to see you. They were like, he's going to be in here knee deep. So now what are you doing? Double booking. You're leaving work early. You're bumping yourself off your purpose. You're about to be exhausted on Friday. You don't think so, but by Friday, you're going to need to replenish. 
you think you're going to another rotation on Friday, but after Thursday night, after you get done skeeting, you're going to go Friday and call your girl, look, uh, I don't think I need to see you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm a little bit tired on Friday. On Friday, you watching Netflix because you need to recover, and then you recover. You, you fall asleep at 8 o'clock at night on Friday, 8 p.m. <laughs> you can't even do it. You done passed out because on Thursday, they put your ass to work. Then you trying to cut off the deal. You looking at your phone. You looking at your Apple watch. Sally's like, are you on your way? Oh, shit. Let me finish up around the last round with Tamika. Oh, baby, I got to go. Why you got to go at nine o'clock? I just got to go, baby. I got to go. Hey, man, look, look, my mother dying. My dog sick. <laughs> you wrap it up with Tamika. You get in the car. You get in the bathroom with Tamika. You done put yourself, you done soaked off right here. All right, Tamika wore perfume. You tell Tamika, do not wear perfume. I'm meeting you at 5 o'clock. Don't put no perfume on. Tamika, she done rubbed all of that damn bed and bath and beyond lotion on her. You got glitter all on your face, makeup foundation. You in the shower at the gas station. So you can make your 930 appointment with Sally. Soon as you show up, Sally's like, you smell like pheromones. You smell so good. Sally dropped right to her knees. You're like, oh, boy, this is the player lifestyle. This is fantastic. <laughs> You're like, this is fantastic. Oh, my gosh, I'm the man. I'm a player. I spin plates. I must be one of the top men of all. I've had two women tonight. You can't even give Sally a good round, but you help it out. You know what I mean? You can lie, lie back and relax. Sally's like, give me three, four rounds, daddy. You're like, well, I really don't. Is one enough? I'll give you one round. It'll be a good one. You can't feel a thing. Then you're thinking about all the STIs you done infected and infested yourself with. Right? You're like, I'm going to get two women pregnant the same night. You're like going, this is... It becomes a con overnight. You're like, this is just too rough. And let me tell you, you're going to get fatigued. You can't keep this up. You cannot keep this up. You think you're going to do this every week. No, you're not. You're going to do this for about three months, and you're going to throw the damn towel in. Because you don't even hear a woman's voice. You don't even want to feel no wetness around your... Let me not get... <laughs> I'm such a player... You're going to be cutting YouTube videos, telling people how to do this, but not telling them you're going to get relationship fatigue. You're going to throw the towel in three months. Three months tops. Yeah, you'll barely get to month three. And you're going to be like, forget this. <laughs> forget it. I'm losing all my hopes. I'll start all over, flush them all down the toilet. Because then you got to be like, because you know what's happening. Tamika's texting you 9, 30, 10 o'clock. You smashing down Sally. Tamika's texting you. Did you make it home tonight? You're like, oh my God. She calling you. Hey, you left your you left your wallet over here. Oh my God. I'll be up till 1130. If you don't pick it up in, at eleven thirty, you can pick it up tomorrow afternoon. You're like, damn, I need my wallet, but I need to smash Stally one more round. <laughs> it's exhausting. You're gonna get rotation fatigue. You were greedy, your eyes were this open, and it just started working for you. You're managing it good. 
but don't let Sally meet Tamika. Don't let the damn thing collide. You go to the bathroom to wash off after Sally. You leave the phone right by her bed. She looking at your message alert. Ping. You know, you slick. You don't see the message. It just says Tamika. Now she going to read that shit on week number one and two and three. She going to keep it right back in her head. You're going to come over and smash her in three weeks. She's going to say, who's Tamika? Huh? What do you mean, who's Tamika? <laughs> I know you don't have other hoes. Right? This is going to be, <laughs> somebody said, airplane mode, turn the phone upside down. No, you're going to forget. You're going to get caught slipping. Women aren't dumb. They're going to wait to catch your ass slipping. You're going to get caught because you are you got rotation fatigue. You're going to start making mistakes. You're going to start mismanaging. You can't, guys, it's not designed for you to keep up. This is why they had harems and concubines. So they actually were in agreement. But rotations is requires like lying, manipulation, and not being forthcoming about what you're doing. So you're going to get, they're going to slip. Then you're going to slip. Men, you're not that smart. I got this. There's a guy. I know I got to get to the um, chats, but there was a guy who's a football player. He played for the Chicago Bears in the 1985 Chicago Bears uh, football team. I can't remember his name, but he was a defensive back. I'm going to pull up his story if somebody gives me his name. He got caught into this. He was the man about town. He rolled the fact that he was on the 85 Bears football team. And um, he had a rotation. He literally had hoes everywhere. And he was the guy, I don't want to get married. And he just literally just clapping cheeks. And then he had to deal with jealousy. He had to deal with women uh, looking like he had a couple of women. Look, uh, Sean Gale. Sean Gale. Sean Gale is his name. So Sean Gale had a whole hair, not a harem. He had a whole rotation of women. It was on snap because what happened was one of the women he was piping down knew about all the other women. She investigated it. She found all the other women, sent them letters. And then she ended up showing up, deleting one of the women that he got pregnant. Look it up. So when you see the story, they made Sean Gill look out to like to be this player. He had the status, the money, the looks. He had and he dealt with white women. And he was out there, had the rotation until the rotation got mismanaged by one toxic woman in the rotation. All it took, and that's mismanagement, guys. When you have a rotation and you're not very conscious about who you're bringing in your rotation, you mismanage it by bringing in a jealous, toxic woman. And then you don't know it. And then she's in the background working overtime, investigating your ass. And your whole rotation and world blows up because you mismanaged the rotation. These are the cons. I'm going to pull up the article. So you see, I'm not making this up. Sean Gale um, had one of his girls and she dressed up like a dude came over and shot the pregnant woman in the stomach. This is a guy who was successful. He mismanaged his rotation and um, it cost the woman. Let me see if this pops up here. It cost a woman her life and it changed his world. So here it is right here. Woman convicted of killing girlfriend of ex bear. Uh, Sean Gale says new. What the hell? Oh, they got me. I knew these Chicago times. They always get me. Here's, here's right here. Marnie Yang lawyer DNA evidence. So. Um, there's no pictures here. So, but this is how the story went. Is this going to happen to all dudes in a rotation? The answer is no. 
but can you predict when or how it will happen and what man's going to happen? No, you can't. You cannot predict it. Other cons, and let's get done with it. Uh, the woman that who takes up too much time, she wants to be over on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you got to be like, hold on. Or the woman that takes up the evening, you got a double book, and you say, I'll meet you at five, but I got to leave at eight. And she won't let your ass leave. Oh, why you got to leave? And now you got to aftercare, aftercare, aftercare. Now you rush into your next appointment. The false alligators is a con. And STIs. STIs. Guys, let me just tell you something. If you're spinning plates, if you got a rotation, if you have a player lifestyle, Mac, pimp, whatever you want to call it, you're going to get an STI. Like, it's almost damn guaranteed, 90% chance. You're going to get up caught leaking. You're not going to be using Jimmy hats with everybody. Don't lie to yourself. You're going to catch one, whether you are the giver or the receiver, because the women that you have on rotation also have other dudes on rotation. You're going to get it. All right, and then when you get it, now you got to figure out who gave it to you. Which one? Who do you bring it up to? Well, damn, I got the damn drip, drip, and I'm dripping. Now I can't blow up my rotation trying to allegate who gave me the itchy scratchy. <laughs> like, you call it all your rotation. All right, ladies and gentlemen. No, just ladies. All right, ladies. One of you women gave me the itchy scratchy. Which, which one? <laughs> You're like, which one was it? Which one was it? All your women like, what do you mean all you ladies? I thought it was just me and you. And then she going to turn it on you. You gave me the itchy scratchy. You'd be like, I didn't give you nothing. You gave it to me because she going to figure out who get who in ro her rotation gave her the itchy scratchy. So here, the reality is what, if that happens to you, now you got to do what? Figure out which one of these women that you messed with done gave you the itchy scratchy. And you're going to be thinking, okay, it was this one. I felt the burning sensation after this one. This woman's a little bit nastier than the other one. <laughs> right? You got to figure the bull crap out. Guys, if you have a rotation, if you're, guys, just look. If you're messing with multiple women, at some point, you're going to get something. Especially if you keep this up for months and months and years and years. And you've been like, I've been a player and I've been rotating women for 15 years. I guarantee this dude got, he got a, he got a Petri dish full of STIs. A Petri dish. He didn't have it. He's not telling you that on YouTube, but he didn't had every damn STD. So let's get real about that. Okay. He didn't had every one of them. Yep. I didn't had that one. I know what happens with that one. I didn't had that one. That one's not scary. But if you've been rotating women for 10 years, you had an STI. <laughs> anyway, pros and cons of having a rotation. Oh, we didn't even talk about pregnancy. If you've been rotating women for five to 10 years, you've knocked at least one person up. You've knocked at least one up. Not saying that that person had the child. You've had at least one pregnancy scare, if not multiple. So again, again, let's just clarify for you young men what are going on here, what these guys are telling you to do. You're taking a risk, and actually you're increasing your risk of getting killed, deleted, stabbed, shot. One of these girls that you're messing with is going to have a guy that's going to get jealous and find out 
you're the one messing with his girl. Now what? Is that going to happen? Highly likely it's going to happen. It happens all the time. And now you got to fend off death by simp. And you're like, I didn't think she had another dude. She's not going to tell you that she had another dude. What happened to that guy, that rapper in Atlanta? What happened to that guy in Atlanta? That's the same thing. Um, I can't remember his name. Trouble? That's what happened to Trouble. Trouble was on previously on a podcast talking about, yeah, I mess with married women. I mess with this and that. He's bragging about it. And then he goes over a woman's house. I'm going to add her to my rotation. I'm going to get it for free. I'm going to slide through. I'm going to bust and I'm going to leave. Well, unfortunately, this woman got a damn lunatic for an ex-boyfriend and he wasn't having it. He wasn't having it. And now you out there putting your back into it. And in the middle of the act, he kicking the door, waving the fofo. Can you control that when you're spinning plates? It's absolutely out of your control. It's, there's no guy that's going to say that run game that can say that that's in your control. And let's just be honest about this. All women have somebody running background in their life. And if you catch that wrong woman with that wrong guy running background in your life, your likelihood of getting clapped has increased because you're in a rotation. All right, so let me get in here. And you, oh, Jim says, and you probably won't see it coming. You won't see it coming. You will not see it. There will not be a warning. He is not going to call you. Hey, man, who is this at my girlfriend's house? He's just going to kick the door in, and you're going to be like, whoa. All right, let's get all of these PayPals, and then we'll get all of the Super Chats uh, or or the the Cash Apps, if you want to let your voice be heard on this topic. And there's like, guys, you're scaring. Don't let Coach scare you. Do you want to be the one? We didn't even talk about false alligators. All right, the false allegations. We didn't even talk about the false allegations, bro. <laughs> That's just another thing that you have to throw on top of that. And the allegations can come from years later. Uh, let's see here. I'm actually trying to figure out where I left off on the PayPals. All right, I'm actually doubling up. So PayPal is a little slow. They internet slow as hell. All right, Deadly Edley is upping his percentage here. Shout out to you. Shout out to Sean says, greetings, coach and the coach gang. I'm from the year 2060, and they are trying to asterisk the coach and deface his mural in the community. He says, but his statue at the junior college is still standing. We will not let them get to you, coach. Shout out to you, man. Yeah. You know they're going to have CGA junior college, and it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster for me, man. Hey, they will they will find a way to bring your legacy down. It's happened to too many men. I don't know why you can't see it. Billy the Kid says, Coach, women have been spinning plates themselves forever. Emotional tampons, foodie calls, text buddies, sugar daddies, friends, work husbands, chads, etc. Ex-boyfriends, ex-husbands. But all this is for attention. Um, For attention causes women who crave attention or because women crave attention, not cause. And he says, men spinning plates are women. He has sexual relationships with them. So he says, when men spin plate, they have sexual relationships. When women typically spin plates is to serve multiple purposes. And sometimes she does have to like, okay, this guy's paying my bill and paying my car note. She'll have to give him some. 
she'll definitely have to give him some. So it's a tough position. Now, she's not giving him some often, but every now and then she got to check in. Do all women do this? No, but it's part of the game. Chairman Mo, ethically now, ethical non-monogamy is basically an attempt to legalize or normalize the unjust and harmful effects of the sexual revolution. No fault divorce in the family courts on men, the nuclear family, and children. He says the white liberal left liberals and feminists are now trying to quadruple down on their failures, shaking my head. He says, in this with whatever sound effect you want. How about this one? New, 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 new world order. This is de definitely it. And it's produced by the very people that I tell you and warn you about. I'm like, watch. These people are trying to get you in, reel you in. Yes, therapy is not for people who just need help. <laughs> it, even if you don't need help, just come on in. Come on in. Have a seat. She grabs her cup. She starts stirring her teacup. So tell me about yourself. Clink, 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 clink. Why are you here? Well, you told me to come, even if I didn't need any help. Ah, uh, sit back in your chair. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> now hold on. Drop. You be in a sunken place. Now I need it. Help. You come out of the sunken place. Ethical non-monogamy. They be like, sit down. Remember they had to strap them in. They were like, watch this video. He was like, what video? And then the video come on like this here. All right, the video come on and they be like, I know you didn't need help, but now. Illicit affairs, indiscretion, and lying are not qualities of an ethical open relationship. You and your partner must be. You sitting there with the damn thing old tape over your mouth. You sitting in there in a sunken place. You watching a video like this and they like. Open and honest with your desires and your boundaries as you explore new ways to connect. For some couples, this may mean they share all the details of their non-monogamous relationships, and others share less. <laughs> it will be you. Oh, man. Yeah, therapy's great for you. You don't even need it. Even if we don't need it, just come on in. You know what I mean? <laughs> you come out looking outside, you're like, damn, oh, my God, what is going on here, man? All I saw was the Cal Berkeley degree on our wall. <laughs> and all I kept hearing in the background was new, 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 new world order. And I left $800 lighter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are we doing? Hey, can, are, can you still see me? All right. Can y'all still hear me? <laughs> They're going to be like, okay, we tired of this dude. Oh, anyway, shout out to everybody, man. This is all edutainment. All right, relax. This is for education purposes only. Shout out to KT King. Good morning, CGA and the coach gang. Have a safe weekend. Please do this as a future stream. Women will leave men for men who are just like the man they left. He says this happens a day in a lot of society with the majority of women. They leave men for men who are like the men they just left. Interesting on that one. Interesting. Uh, they're choosing potential. Uh, they don't choose very well, partners. I mean, it hasn't been long in society that women got to actually chose, choose their partner. But since they've been given over the right, of course, there's a learning curve. You know, they got to figure it out. 
it's only been like 40 years, maybe 50 years that they could choose their partner without even notifying like their whole family, not even like nobody. They can now now choose partners without letting anyone know. And since that time in the last 40 or 50 years, they've been sucking at it. And a, oh, you know what a dangerous thing is, is that um, women who are from your city who won't date men in their city. That's a red flag. Because they'll be like, nobody's good in my city. And they will oftentimes develop these long distance ass relationships. I'm in love with you. I want to see you. I can't wait to see you. I'm going to spend so much time with you this weekend. And that person lives an hour, two, three hours away, sometimes three states away. And they're developing these attachments with somebody who's just basically messaging them. And they're doing FaceTime with them. Oh, how are you? Like, they person lives in a city with one million people. You couldn't find one. You got to go way out there to find this person way the hell out there. What? What? That's a red flag. She's either ran through all of the guys or she needs to develop these long attachments so you don't find out who the hell she is. Because if you were close to her, you find out everything about her and you were run. So now you got to go way out over there. And don't engage in her circle of influence who she would ruin it as soon as you jumped into her circle. You walk up, you see them brothers by the oral barrel right there with the half gloves with the fingers out. They out there. Oh, you come you come here to see Tamika? Sniggle, 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 sniggle. They like he out here taking Tamika on a date. Tamika used to be the pee pee girl in the sixth grade. She used to piss all on herself and she used to cry and nobody liked her all through high school. Everybody hated that one. And she ran through the football team. And she got a college degree from a liberal arts university and she broke and she got a sugar daddy. And you out there walking all proud, taking her on a date. Where are we going today? I'm going to Fleming's. I'm going to treat you right. I drove three hours to come see you. We're going to spend the entire weekend. Lee. Everybody on the block know about this woman. And they ain't treating her right. <laughs> right? They are not giving her the time of day. They're like, man, please. But you out there can't wait to drive from Kansas City all the way to Albuquerque to see you and spend some time with me. KT King, he says, this will anger the pro-blacks. The upcoming Sony movie, Woman King, is based on the tribe out of Africa, which was the Dahomey tribe. Thank you to Angry Man for disclosing this. That was heavily involved with the slave trade and was pro-slavery. Many NPCs would not bother to research this information. You know, I like to do some shuffling, too, and some research. But, yeah, um, I think they're going to start trying to reveal to you guys that the Western Africans were just as much as part of slavery as the Europeans. And they're going to make y'all deal with that conundrum. You're going to have to really sit there and think about it and go, wait a minute. I've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. This was our own people. It was your own people that sold your ass out. Oh, when you learn, it's going to go over many of you guys' head. But when you learn your own people sold you out and you start making that and you start having to come to the realization Actually, there's a point here that uh, Angry Man did some research. He said that they were trying to shut down these people from sending as many slaves. They was trying to push because it was a part of their economy. It all boils down to finances.
Somebody said this is common knowledge. Well, the people who were awake and aware, it was common knowledge. We've been saying this for like 30 years. We were like, this African sold y'all out. <laughs> and many people, I mean, based on how we act in our society today, many people were who were sold, who were sold were either criminals, people who were mistreated legally, many people who were overcome by tribal warfare, many people who were poor and in poverty, many people who were uneducated and didn't have the poor, uh, proper mindset. Those were the people that they sent over here. You know what I mean? They didn't send over their best and brightest and were like shackle and chain them up. It was often the people that were struggling and you're talking about a great population of people. So, um, yeah, man, it's a big trade. It's still crazy, man. But listen, it's something that people have done. Humanity had done it uh, against other human beings all the way up until the 80s, legally, 1980s. And not only that, people still do it today. Anyway, go ahead and watch the movie. They will reveal it, but it is what it is. And I'm not trying to keep white folks from being responsible for it. But what I'm saying is it was a it was a concerted effort. Everybody knows this. But uh, until the Western Africans start holding themselves accountable and responsible, I don't think we can really move forward with this one. And if you were a victim of this particular crime against humanity, well, you're not the only one. It's been going on for a long time, right? He says they do it in the prison system too. Yep, it's basically they they move you from here. You're going to this one. You're going to this one. You're going to this one. And they get free cheap uh, labor. And in essence, you might have been a victim of uh, some sort of um, false prosecution. But you're being used as cheap labor. Labor. It would be something. Uh, it's, it's crazy, man. But it, it, listen, I always tell people, it's, it's a system that people have used for a long time against other human beings. And unfortunately, here, we got to live with that reality in America. And America fumbled the bag and not being able to deal with it properly afterwards. And that will be a stain on America forever, unfortunately. They did not deal with it right when they freed the slaves. And people don't realize they freed the slaves because economically, many plantations could not afford to feed five generations of slaves that were just sitting there with three generations of them not able to contribute. Some white women did not want slaves anymore because they came from a generation where they might have saw it as barbaric or they came from a generation where the husbands would take advantage of the slaves and they were tired of their husband going down there. So they were like, I'm an abolitionist. Let's free the slaves. It's not that they liked you. It's not that they feel bad. They said, this is hurting our pocketbooks. They said, everybody 45 and 50 years old as a slave, you're a non-producer. Everybody under 13 is a non-producer. We really only have two generations of people here producing, but we got to pay for five. And they're going, this ain't adding up. Get rid of them. The problem is when they got rid of them, they just put them down in the bottoms over there and they're like, fend for yourself. Or you can share crop, basically do the same thing, but contribute and make a little bit of money on it. It's it it was it's actually they miss they fumbled the bag. The South fumbled the bag. The North tried to clean it up. Clean it up. And here we are still talking about it. <laughs> still talking about reparations. There were no reparations given. Fumble. It's a big fumble by America. Big fumble. And I say they fumbled it because they released they they went about ending slavery for not the right reason but for the wrong reason it had nothing to do with man this is barbaric what we're doing to these people they ended it because of economics they ended it because political they ended because 
And then the Democrats have been surviving since. Anyway, uh, we can shuffle and I'll answer some more things. Uh, history lesson by CJ. <laughs> I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What, what you going to do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! Anyway, that's definitely what happened. And then, yeah, the forty-acre, the promise was not fulfilled. We'll give you forty acres in the mule. They didn't. So. The promise was not fulfilled. So uh, I think America is reaping what they saw. And the chickens are coming home to roost on that because now every major city that white folks flee to, black folks follow. And then white folks got to find a new place to go. And they end up in Montana and Wyoming going, we're safe here. Until it's corrected, nothing's going to change. It's going to be this constant. It'll be involved. It'll end up being the downfall of America. One of them. Because the single mother black woman is going to Tear it down. Not just her, but she'll be responsible for it and she'll bring the white liberal women with her. They'll tear all this up. This is all the side effects of fumbling the bag. Anyway, <laughs> people hate my history lesson. This is despicable, reprehensible. It's one-sided and ignorant. But it's true. Oh, uh, where are we at here? Uh, Porgy Jr., shout out to you. He says you're giving great advice. Men pay up front on the front end or face the consequences. Pay them even if they say they're good. Oh, that's true, too. So so Porgy Jr. is suggesting that you just keep it transactional from the beginning. And, of course, a lot of women are doing that. They're like, you know, I'd just rather do it this way. And it's not necessarily, again, paying for play. But what you're saying is I'd rather pay severance to keep it so I don't have to be in a relationship with you. Some women are doing this. They're crossing the line, the muddy, they're crossing the line into that where it's not, I'm a street walker and I do this for a profession. Some women are like, I like my freedom. I don't want to be asked what I'm doing all the time. And they can't find a guy that would do it in the matrix in the blue pill world. So they're going, maybe if you just gave me $250, I'll just go my own way and I won't bother you. Right. It's actually happening. We're seeing it. Oh, <laughs> uh, where are we at here? Shout out to SAU. Damn, the world is doomed, coach. We got to stay alert and fly low. Well, I won't say it's doomed. I don't want to be doom and gloom because people do want to say I'm doom and gloom. What I would say is this. People will not catch up because it's changing so fast. Now. People are still going to try to push and pine for monogamous relationships. The problem is all of the communities are built. We don't need that sort of stability now. We have the stability. You guys handed it back to the government. The only time it will become unstable is if the government can't fulfill their promise to the people because that will happen. But we don't need to build communities anymore. So there's no need really need for families. And there's really no need for, um, for, for um, monogamous relationships. Societies are built. Now, now it's time for the collapse of those societies, and it will happen progressively, slowly. But it will just be a new form of living. Like, if you look at Ready Player One, did society collapse? No. I mean, it did, but it didn't. People still lived, and they adapted. So in our point of view, society has collapsed. But from a young person's perspective, it's their reality. It's kind of like the space-time continuum story in Back to the Future. And back to the future, the space-time continuum was altered. 
but it was altered to the new, the regular person's reality. But for somebody that went to the future and came back, it was altered. Most people adapt. The people who don't adapt are the ones going, the sky is falling. And the sky has fell. But people, the normies, the NPCs, the knuckle draggers, the ham and eggers, they're just going to go on. Life goes on. That's where we are. They've changed it and shifted everything, and life goes on. So in their world, everybody's monogamous. In their world, in their community, everybody's married, and they have babies, and it's fine. And then when I pull up the data and say the birth rate's declining, marital rates are declining, divorce rates are going up, non-monogamous relationships are going crazy, they're like this. What? New, 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 new world order. They're like, I don't get it. I don't see that. Everywhere I am, I see women pushing strollers and people having weddings every weekend. All on my fake book, everyone's getting married, and I'm the only single one. That, that's the space-time continuum has changed, and they've adapted. They haven't seen any change. They're like, what? What do you mean everything's different? This is my reality. Uh, we got to get this going, man. We got to get this going. But it happens. You know, it's okay if you can't see it and you don't want to be awakened. Also, people put blinders up. I don't see anything you're seeing. That's okay. People do that, too. Where are you meeting these women? And this is not true. I don't know any women like this. They'll, they'll play that game too, where they'll put blinders on and they drive down the street somewhere in on Figueroa and they somehow missed the 80 women walking down the streets with scabs on their knees. They somehow didn't see any of that. They somehow never have logged on the seeking to see what I'm talking about. I don't think so. This is not true. They somehow put the blinders on so much not in my city. I'm in a suburban community and everything's sanitized. All the lawns are manicured and proper. Everyone has McMansions and nice Chevy Tahoes. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't see nothing. Anyway. <laughs> Shout out to Litter. This is why I'm the notorious CGA. No government name says maybe... Uh, you can quickly review the video in your next stream. It's a woman who sues a man over a bad first date, then goes off on the judge over her uh, definition of perjury. Uh, that's a danger, too. Uh, if you do a, do them wrong on a date, they will blow you up. They'll put your ass, front your ass out. Woman sues man over. Do, is this the $10,000 bad date? Oh, no, she sues them for $10,000. Oh, it looks like MTR and World Star Hip Hop. Maybe we'll talk about this today. Maybe we'll do this because I'm going to do the call-in show, but I'm going to do it on Twitch tonight, late tonight, and it'll be a quick one. It'll be a quickie. All right, I'm coming in. Five-stroke special tonight. Shout out for that one, no government name. I'm going to review that. I see a couple people have jumped on that subject matter right now, and I think it's a black woman. Wow. My man, Corey, says my friend met a chick on TikTok by asking her to marry him. He says they have been communicating from different cities and he's totally fallen for the girl. He's in his 40s, been single for a while, is in desperation mode, coach, and I can't snap him out of it. He says, give him the. And that's you. I do. Long distance relationships are dumb as hell for men. I mean, I don't even know why you would do something so stupid, but I've done it before. You get. No benefits. Let's end off on the, um, maybe we'll talk about that and do a stream on that uh, or make out a point. Um, 
who is this? Mikhail says tip for the real champion here. We're the real world's champion now. How you? Algram Ingram says everybody is Polly behind closed doors. This is true. And when he says everybody, we're saying a vast majority, not me. Ting. What's the what's the emoji with the nail polish? I can't see it behind the microphone. I'm not like that. How many relationships you've had sexually? I don't tell. I can count the amount of men I've been with on one hand, and I've never had a one-night stand, and I've never had two men in my salami without a commitment. And I've never had an orgy, and I've never participated in oral unless I was in the commitment. They start singing that old sad song. You'd be like this, like, oh, my God. You'd be like, come on down. I'll marry you. Is that what you're trying to get? You're trying to get me to marry you, right? And you're a virgin, too, huh? Yes. Okay. Come on down. I'll put a ring on it. You liar. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, you suppose, I'm supposed to believe all that. And she moved from Atlanta all the way to L.A. Now you're the only black man I've ever been with. Besides my mixed black child. You know what I mean? They start throwing everything. You're like, and I've never had an STD. I'm completely clean. Never. I've never been to a nightclub or a bar. I've never hooked up with a guy, a bartender. Never. I've never slept with a professional athlete or a musician or a rapper. I don't go out. I'm an introvert. You looking at her. She got no, she got earrings all up her ear. She got tattoo sleeve on her sleeve. You're looking at her like, I'm supposed to believe that. <laughs> and I've never been, I've <laughs> right here. And I've never been with anyone as good as you in the bed. You're the best I've ever had. And the biggest, and you've lasted the longest. But I've only been with five other men, so four, four. I can count the amount of men I've been with on one hand. And they've all waited for 90 days. And they all took me out on trips, and they all spoiled me before I gave them any of this. <laughs> You're sitting there lining it up. Red flag, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You like cheese, grain, eggs, potatoes, hot dogs. Where we at here? I think I got everybody over there. Did I get Corey? I don't know. I'm not gonna say your whole government name. And uh, we got Gary G Money in the building. Appreciate you, Gary G Money. We're gonna call you. And he says, Thanks, CGA. My brother is 53 and has no good advice. <laughs> oh, goodness. Shout out to the old head simps out here. I'm here for the men here. I'm here for the men, ladies. We will take some time. We're running on three hours. This is a long stream. We'll, we'll give one for the show. Show for the ladies coming up soon. Show for the ladies coming up soon. Where are we at? Last one says, uh, Jay Lex says, great education coach. Wish BP would have this, would know this. Oh, which black people would know this. Yeah. Uh, they don't know. I mean, listen, it's tough, man. It's tough for them to accept some of this stuff because now y'all got to go clear across the Atlantic and y'all got to talk to the Africans. Hey, man, what the hell is going on here? Y'all ain't getting on no boat. Marcus Garvey tried to get y'all on the Black Star line, and y'all's asses didn't want to go. I'll just stay here in Tupelo, Mississippi. Thank you, sir. <laughs> okay. But I want my reparations in here. Nigerian showing up, getting in line. You know what I mean? It's just going to be a messed up situation. The reparation check handout day is going to be a cluster F. I don't, I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm saying I'm against the aftermath of it. It's going to be a disaster. I mean, the bailout, the, the uh, 
You know, it was disastrous when they did the PPP loans. Just imagine reparations check. I'm like, everybody in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, line up for your check. Here's a bucket of chicken and your check. You're gonna be like, hell yeah, chomp it down on that chicken with your check, and you're gonna be like this. You're gonna die holding your check. You're gonna die holding your check in your hand with a piece of chicken in your hand, like this here. And they're gonna wipe, they're gonna come back and snatch the check up out your hand. Thank you very much. Jim Jones Kool-Aid style. They were like, here's a punch, here's a bucket of Hawaiian punch Kool-Aid. All right, great Kool-Aid, bucket of chicken, and a check. Y'all gonna line up down there. Y'all gonna be like, here I come. Make it a Popeye's chicken sandwich. I'll line up for two checks. <laughs> and they'll be like, get that chicken and drink that damn laced ass Kool-Aid. You can be like, Kool-Aid. You can be like, Kool-Aid and chicken and a check. All right, I'm shuffling. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What, what you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You're going to take the check right to the billionaire corporations and spend all of it. You're going to be like Walmart, Cadillac, Kool Aid, Rite Aid. <laughs> like Mercedes Benz C Class. Here's the check back. Cash the check. You want the check, but you're going to give it right back to them. It's going to be a pipeline. They're going to have a check like this. They're going to be like this. They're going to be some white folks giving you checks. They're be like, you can get the second check from the West Africans. You're going to get your check. And then the white folks are going to be at the end line like this, getting the check. <laughs> Nike, Air Jordan, everybody going to be like, just bring the check back. Thank you for participating in reparations. Oh, man, they hate me today. That, that deserves a second shot. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man, what, what you going to do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man, yeah, man. I just thought of the last point. The last point is going to be the guy, after you give your check to the corporation, he's going to be like, nah, man, I can flip that for you. That guy is going to be the next in line. You're going to be like, you're going to be like, Mercedes C-Class, please hand over your $30,000 check. And there's a dude, no, nah, son, do not hand him that check, son. The man wants you to do that. What I can do, man, is we can hit a lick. I can flip that for you. I can flip that check. Line up right here, man. Don't get a man the check. Give it to the black man and let me do something. What I'm going to do, man, is I got this scheme, son. He in the Coogee sweater over there, hat cocked to the side with the wave cap underneath. Sean, I flip reparation checks. I've been doing this for years. I went over to Africa and I flipped reparation checks. I flipped the Jewish people reparations check. I flipped the Asian people reparations check, Sean. All right, so look, man, I flip checks. So come up in here, Sean. I'm a businessman, Sean. Okay? They're going to be like, what we going to do, Sean, is we going to flip all these checks. Everybody line up over here, Sean. Hey, forget about the chicken, Sean. The white man wants you to do that. Black and Miles over here, Sean. We got them. Black and Miles and Jays. You don't want that check. And they, look, man, we give you half off over there because we get them from the Chinese manufacturers that make the real Jays. But we get them from them because they just make them, um, they just make them extras. You know what I'm saying? We just stole the extras. So these are like reps. These are like rep shoes. They look like the shoes, but they not, Sean. So don't even buy them over there. All right, man. Shout out to y'all. We out of here, brothers. Hey, Twitch. If you're not on Twitch, go to Twitch. Um, what's the address on Twitch? I don't know. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> I have no idea. 
look me up on Twitch. And we'll be over there for about an hour tonight doing call-ins. I'm going to try to make that work. Shout out to the coach. Game. Peace. <laughs>